Luke Byron, Tom Kennett, Alex Jones and Jack Harper. It's the Spitballing Pod. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. You know we've been fighting for one and still fighting to this day. To this day. Aguero! Surprise, motherfuckers. Back out to Allen. History pointer. Bang! I'll take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Listen, I ain't going to forget about this by the time we hit the motorway. Some might be. episode 128 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, today joined by Jack Harper, Tom Kennett and the return of Connor Harmer since episode 100. How, uh, how does it feel to be back, Connor? Hot. Very, very hot in here. I don't think you've been up to too much since you've been away. No wife or kids that we need to know of, so uh, we'll get straight into it. We've kind of got a bit of a, I can't believe that was on TV, but I've kind of honed it for this episode. So this episode is traditionally one of our biggest of the year. We've had some wild claims on these ones. Last year we had Alex saying United were going to win the league and Lukaku was going to get the golden boot. The year before we had uh, Cam saying that James Rodriguez was going to go to Everton. (laughs) So it really is a big episode. So I thought, mix it up with the TV kind of topic. And I've got some of the best deadline day moments ever. These are more transfers rather than like a dildo in the year or whatever. But I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. That is the one that springs to mind. I was thinking earlier that the people at Sky, they must have had like a staff party when Stoke got relegated. Like, thank God for that. So I just get down there anymore. Anyway, so first one, West Ham's experiment with third party ownership. Alan Pardew stood flanked by two Argentine internationals fresh from the 2006 World Cup, Carlos Tevez and uh, Javier Mascherano. We'll get on to Mascherano and Tevez again later, but holding up United uh, West Ham shirts with their names on the back. Strange image, nobody quite knew how they'd pulled it off, but what it later transpired was the players' representatives had arranged the deal and organised the terms under which they'd be signed and then later sold. This went against... Uh, the Premier League's third-party ownership rules and there was big talk of whether they'd be docked points or not. They obviously weren't docked points and then Tevez, one of the bad <laughs> signings, went on to uh, keep them up against Man United on the last day of the season. So I don't know who else got relegated that year but I'm sure they probably felt pretty pretty hard done by. It was Warnock, wasn't it? I think it was Sheffield United. It was no Warnock. Couldn't have happened to a nicer <laughs> bloke. We said on here before... Can't catch a break that fella. Well, we said on here before, people would have felt worse for what happened to them against Chelsea in the season it was like if it had to happen to someone at least it's him that was the consolation because I thought that is going to send them down watching that game I was thinking we've been absolutely terrible all game and that happens and I saw where the manager was and I was like you know what yeah we probably deserve this somehow. yeah I was fuming then I saw him just stood across with his arms folded from the officials and I thought it was worth it for this actually <laughs> some of the memes that came out of that 
it never never ama- never fails to amaze you how uh, Twitter works that quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so next up then, um, Andre R. Shavin and the paperwork problems. So after Euro 2008, where he was one of the standout players, it was seen that there was going to be this big bidding war for him. I don't know who went in for him in the end. Essentially, it looked like Arsenal were going to uh, win the deal. And it came down to there strangely being a snowstorm in London. So they were trying to fly him over for a medical and that was a struggle. The paperwork hadn't come across from Russia and it wasn't confirmed until uh, two o'clock the next afternoon. He then scored nine goals in his first 12 games, four of them being against Liverpool. And then it ended quite quite unceremoniously for him because he slowly got tubbier and tubbier and tubbier to the point where he could barely move, but he was still being played as a winger. He had his last bit of, well, last moment really, was he whipped the ball in where Henri got a last-minute winner against uh, Sunderland. And that was about it. So he had his. He got some good moments. He had the goal against Barca, with the just screaming his name commentary. But other than that, he was he was a luxury player that we seem to have at Arsenal all too much. He was an all time luxury as well in terms of if he didn't score a scream or whatever in the game, he really wasn't doing anything. He was he was one of those who was just like fun to watch. Though the the issue was that some players, whether they're playing well or not you have to play just because otherwise when you do need them they aren't going to be there and he was that guy and now he's a politician I think yeah he's like a really like if you follow what's happened since he went back to Russia there's all these like strange stories there was one of uh, police came to investigate an incident and um, he was charging a horse down the street (laughs) he's just a weird bloke I mean Russia in general just doesn't surprise you with anything, really, does it? I mean, that Malcolm transfers, that's pretty, pretty brutal. Well, I was speaking to Goff about this earlier, and I was saying that as much as it shouldn't happen, and I'm not about to advocate that for one second, surely you kind of see this coming when you go to Russia. Like, he wasn't forced to go there. No, literally his first, his first game as well, wasn't yeah. it? Obviously, straight away, so they didn't... Um take any prison the banner straight, said something straight like, to keep to our traditions don't sign black players I think was what it it's like I saw someone say that like after the Russia World Cup like, there's like just a whole shipping container park full of hooligans <laughs> and racists <laughs> I think we did this they've just here, been like we? literally like, opens like in dazzling sunlight it's almost like Putin has literally said if you make us look bad you are dead your family's dead well, and maybe, now they're all back in full and full force well maybe he had like an offer from Italy and he was like going to be abused there or Russia they're going to pay me a bit more in Russia yeah. so he just settled for that I mean you say he wasn't forced here he might have actually been forced to go Barca need to recoup some money they might <laughs> say look you're going here it doesn't matter what you say I didn't clock the significance when uh, Roma at first I was obviously sleeping um, at the tweet I was kind of trying to work it out they did a tweet like uh, it was great having you as part of our team enjoy your time forgetting the, the scandal of him about to sign for Roma, players, people waiting in the airport for him, and then he signed for <laughs> Barca. Well, they say that was purely for revenge for knocking them out of the Champions League. <laughs> He's probably thinking, do well in Russia for a season, as someone's going to come back in and steal him away. That Barca move was one of the worst moves because he was so promising. It's almost like the Tiedemans thing. He was like being caught by like Bayern Munich, all the big hitters in Europe, and now he kind of like ends up at Leicester full time. He should have looked at what was going on with Dembele and thought, in his head he probably thinks at least he's as good as him, 
but it must be seen there. It's not going well for him, so it's not going to go much better for you. <laughs> Remember, we were linked with him. Apparently, we didn't sign him. He had a bad attitude. <laughs> Instead, picked a Mikatarian. So, anyway, moving on from there, uh, the Fernando Torres windfall, burning a hole in Liverpool's pocket. You look at some of these, and you realise that we really have had some poor deadline days in recent times. I was, yeah. I was thinking earlier about. Uh, the one time I can remember me, you, Sean, uh, Trigg came around mine for the evening of deadline day, hyped up, like, what deals are we going to get? And the biggest rumour we had, I think, was a text from your dad. <coughs> well, that broke the news that Clint Dempsey had to Spurs, <laughs> not Liverpool, after I'd have been linked all day. Who was it? There was a player linked with Spurs that was linked with them for years, and I'm trying to think who it was. Damiao, or however you say it, he was constantly linked. I don't think it was him, but it's going to come in my head, I'm sure, at some point. I feel like he's Argentinian. I'm but. not I'm not sure, but I have like a similar story to that. Like Chelsea and Hulk, like for about four or five years, <laughs> there was tweets constantly saying, Hulk is circling London at the moment. <laughs> he's waiting to land. And I see tweets every transmitter saying, some say Hulk is still in that plane, we circling ha- Heathrow. We had that with Benzema, Jan and Veer was one of them. And he was signed. Yeah. <laughs> and then he ended up at Sunderland in the end, didn't yeah, he? And he didn't yeah, even yeah. stand out there. We were speaking about on Saturday when that one window was so bad that Liverpool Arsenal was dubbed the Nuri Sahin derby because both were linked with him. <laughs> Arsenal had signed uh, Kozola and Podolski in that window. So that was quite a fun window, actually. I think one of my worst ever moments from like a deadline day was back, must have been about 2008, 2009, I think it was with Rubinho so Chelsea had been linked to Rubinho all we're going to get to him all right, if, I'll, I'll, <laughs> he's later on right I'll leave, I'll leave that one till then <laughs> yeah so with the with the Torres thing so you look back now and it all seems so obvious he started having some injuries at Liverpool They Chelsea decided to pick him up late January 2011 left Liverpool with next to no time to pick up anyone as a replacement and then twice in two days they broke their transfer record firstly for Luis Suarez which went on to be a great signing for as long as it lasted then Andy Carroll I don't know who was putting those together like this is going to be a strike force here obviously the one went a lot better than the other but Liverpool were then widely mocked by just about everyone. Still, you talk about bad transfers, and for all of the howlers that have happened in between, Andy Carroll is still the one that gets brought up. I think that was the thing, because obviously being a Charles fan, saying, oh, we've absolutely had your pants down here, 50 million for Torres, and then they've spent a combined 50 million on Stuart Downing and Andy Carroll around the same time. The thing that actually happened, it was almost like Chinese whisper kind of thing, it quickly changed into Andy Carroll being signed for 50 million mm-hmm. in the rumour that was being said, and they said it was 60 between Carroll and Suarez. Which, you paid more for Carroll than Suarez, is that right? Yeah, Suarez was like 22 million, so, yeah. <laughs> so it's a steal. <laughs> Although, I mean, Carroll wasn't, wasn't bad at the time. I'm, people, I think, seem to think it was going to yeah. go fairly well. I think he'd just come off scoring against Arsenal in a 1 0 win big lanky striker against us you could probably have seen how that was going to go beforehand but you can get much more indicative of two clubs as well that Liverpool have had a £30 million bid rejected and then thought no 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 we'll go back in for 35 <laughs> and also the fact that he's then failed at Liverpool and then West Ham has still parted with money to buy him off Liverpool 
despite having injuries and being shit. When you add that all into that this was all during the Kenny Dalglish comeback as well, <laughs> so this was just a mental time at Liverpool. I get a sort of, oh shit, we need to spend this money because we don't have a striker. But why was he the only one that was available for £35 million? You could have got X amount of players for that. And for whatever reason, they thought he was the only choice. Well, there's the thing, isn't there, where they kind of make out that the player has to be in the room to get the deal done. Like, you can't sign someone from abroad because they have to quite literally be in this room to have their medical done. Like, you can sign someone without a medical, it's just not advised. Yeah. Well, people who failed medicals and still been signed before, so... Not Fekir. <laughs> <laughs> who actually looked like it would have worked out because he missed hardly any games for Leon mm. then the season after. So, one of the most notable deadline day moments then, following that, uh, Peter Oden Wingy's escapades... So, January 31st, 2013, a dark evening in West London. Sky Sports News reporter walks up to Odin Winger's car and thrusts a microphone towards his window, asking him if he's disappointed at how he's been treated by his current club. He tells him, no, West Brom's my home, but it's a new chapter to start in my life. I love West Brom and I always will. (laughs) They interrupt to ask if he's excited about the upcoming challenge at QPR once his move is inevitably completed. Um, We're all led to believe that this is... (laughs) Just a formality. He says, I think every football fan is interested to see if we're going to make it or not. I'm very optimistic about it. A few good players have already arrived here. I think it then pretty much came out that they made a statement and said, look, there's been no deal agreed here. He's just gone AWOL and driven up of his own accord. (laughs) You've got to look at that though and think, you know, fair play. Fair play. He's kind of just turned up there and thought, you know what, no, I'm going to sign for well, he, QPR. He gets off worse when you think that Mares was apparently hopping on planes like two windows ago and just flying around, just waiting for someone to pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> they stopped doing the offers now. On William Hill, they used to, rather than next club, it used to be which club will they be at the end of the window. And I would put like probably 20 quids worth on just like five on all these different people to stay at their club. Well, some of them seem so obvious, but... Mm you would get like three to one, whatever. Like I had Mares, the one, it was like Newcastle to sign the most players. You could do decent on there, but now you go on and it's just next club. So you can't clean up quite so much. So then Wingy then, he had to come back, make a quite embarrassing public apology saying, look, I'm sorry for what I did. I'll give my all the rest of the season. And he then went for Cardiff in less unusual circumstances that summer. So before we get on to our Premier League preview, what I've got here is if we talk through them, memories from them, good or bad, I've got some of the best deadline day deals. And I think this will go into what I just said then with some of these were a lot better than what we get now. And then some of the worst deadline day deals after. So first one, which probably the best on the list in retrospect, Ashley Cole, Arsenal to Chelsea in 2006, uh, 5 million plus William Gallas. <laughs> For just five million, he has to be one of the biggest bargains in Premier League history to go on then, and in nine years win nine trophies, including one Premier League, four FA Cups, and a 2012 Champions League, 338 appearances, and seven goals. And you got rid of Gallas, who clearly we all found out after was quite a bad egg. <laughs> yeah, you knew as soon as he turned up at Arsenal and had the number ten shirt at centre back, you knew something was going to go horribly wrong. You see, uh, Danny Alves took the number 10 shirt yeah. at Sao Paulo as well. That doesn't surprise me of him. but Because yeah, he was linked with everyone all summer. I think some of these players just expect others to come in for them. But he obviously had the fallback of Sao Paulo that probably are paying him a ridiculous amount to play in a much easier league at home 
and he'll be adored no matter how good or bad he does. Has the um, Daniel De Rossi gone uh, going to River Plate or Boca Juniors? Boca, Boca isn't it? Has Boca. that happened yet? Yeah, I got the shirt upstairs. That's insane. Got in there early doors. I can't doors. believe that one. I was, I was hearing on the radio that the guy, the guy who was reporting about it was saying that he's done this because it's a dream. He's, he's taken absolute peanuts to go there and he's always wanted to play there. So Roma ever- did essentially say, look, we ain't keeping you on. And then they, apparently they promised him years before that he would just kind of be moved up through the ranks. Mm. Um, and then they said, no, we don't have that for you here either. So you best find somewhere else or yeah. retire. <laughs> but it is the coolest transfer of the summer, like hands down already. The printing on the back of the shirt is so nice. Yeah. What if, so Ashley Cole, that one's done. Wayne Rooney, Everton to Man United in 2004 for 20 million. Obviously, did exceptionally well in the European Championships. Um, one of the most sought after youngsters. United seemed like an obvious place for him to end up. They got him there. He went on to become their all time record scorer 253 goals in 559 appearances, five Premier League titles, an FA Cup, a Champions League, and the Europa League. So didn't do too badly. Nope, not at all. It's more dramatic, I think, having social media, just because you do literally see every part of a transfer now. You don't really get the surprise. I was about to say that because, like, fair enough, with the Torres transfer going back to that one, um, what was that, 2011, January 2011, that was? Um, and it was the first time we had, uh, my generation had smartphones. It was kind of like year 10, year 11 era. And you're just like refreshing BBC Sport every five minutes and you're seeing all this stuff come out and you're thinking, oh my God, this is amazing. And it's not until you get to the age now where you just look at BBC Sport gossip and you think, none of that is true. Like, absolutely zero of that is true. It's like Tal Crary, Palmieri, whatever his name is. Yeah, oh, sorry. He's, he's, he's like, the worst. He's Connor's boy. Yeah. <laughs> he just tweets absolute nonsense. Tranquendi Palmieri. Yeah, Tancredi Palmieri. That's the one. Weird, weird bloke. Yeah. You can, yeah. You can usually tell when they're right or not when they give you a build-up to when the news is going to be, and you can tell that it's just going to be like sensationalist stuff, where it's like big news in fifteen minutes, yeah. and it's like if this was like breaking news, then more the people than just you are going to have this. You're not going to be waiting mm. for a build-up as if people are going to be like fourteen minutes. Tancredi is <laughs> going to tweet in a minute. It literally does make me think that they all get together in like a room with all these journalists and think, well, what can we make up so we can sell to the papers? Do you think they're making one up has led to a transfer? Do you think the club's thought, you know what, we hadn't thought of this guy, but now you've said it, we'll go for him. Was it Allardyce that said he tried scouting off football manager because his grandson had recommended it? <laughs> and they picked someone up off there. There's non-league clubs that do it. Mourinho. But, yeah, because they said they can't afford the scouting, so they just trust what they have on there. And they have this um, thing now, I can't think what it's called. I know that the ex-Arsenal um, like director of football has it, where essentially it's like uh, your Netflix recommendations. So they put in all the stats of, say, so this is how they got Torreira at Arsenal. They were searching for a player like Kante. So they put in a guy who has over a certain amount of interceptions, certain tackle percentage or whatever, drums up all these people because they have like the optostats and that and then they scout from there so they don't go strictly off it but it narrows the list so they know who to start picking out have you seen the film Moneyball no but I've had it recommended a lot I've got the book and it's on Netflix I've got yeah, it so I, I actually, I actually it? yeah I actually watched it yesterday Brad Pitt and Jonah Tillin it's literally what you've just said and I won't ruin it for anyone that wants to watch it and yourself but it is literally what you've just said about Toronto. yeah what do we have next? Robbie Keane leads to Tottenham in 2002 
for £7 million. So they say, looking back, Leeds probably should have asked for a bit more. They were over the barrel by that point, though, weren't they? <laughs> they it was a fire sale. So they spent nine years of White Hart Lane in two stints from 2002 to 2011, broken up by a six-month spell with Liverpool, where he scored a peach against Arsenal. Everyone scores against Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> which For which Spurs received £19 million. And... Um, Loans at Celtic and West Ham, 303 appearances, 122 goals, ranked among the top 10 scorers in uh, Spurs history, so not bad for a deadline day swoop. I wonder how many of them are like football manager when he just decide on the day, right, I've got so much budget left, someone, let's spend it. Someone says, fuck <laughs> this, I'm not, no point in staring at it till January, just get it gone. Well, another one, Claude McAlealy, Real Madrid to Chelsea, 2003, 16 million. That's a deadline day. Yeah, so they say Real Madrid carelessly let him leave and the statement they put out after kind of unofficially with the press and that was that um, he wasn't glamorous or marketable enough to be one of the Galacticos. So, uh, he has an entire position named after him. Yeah, but like, they didn't at the they, time, obviously. I know, but still, people still call it the McAlealy role, like Kante. You, you could argue he's getting close to the effect, effectiveness of McAlealy. He's still called the, the McAlealy role. Yeah. 217 appearances, key player in Jose's team, back-to-back titles in 2005 and 2006, so not bad for a deadline day swoop. Now he's back there now, he's just back come back as a yep. talent coach, isn't he? Fellaini, standard Liège to Everton, £15 million in 2008. We know he later went on a deadline day too, but not quite <laughs> such a successful move. Um, instant impact in England, he was a killer when he first uh, signed for Everton. He won their Young Player of the Year and then Player of the Year the season after caused chaos with his massive hair and elbows which I still don't know how he doesn't get done for but there we go what the hair or the elbows <laughs> both <laughs> yeah. 177 appearances 33 goals and then uh, Moyes obviously loved him so much that he brought him back in deadline day 2013 <laughs> Man United fans do him down but he actually did a job yeah. you say it as if it's a bad thing yeah it's... the only thing that's annoying is that he paid over the odds he had the chance to buy it at a cheaper price and then waited to actually spend more. He liked him that much. The Twitter, f- <laughs> the Twitter feed whenever Fellaini would come on for United was absolute carnage with their fans saying, I can't believe our club has to resort to someone like Fellaini. Disgrace that we've got someone like him it's in the midfield. Machine. No, because I, I wanted him to come to us when he was going. <laughs> no, but you're the same with any Arsenal player when if Xhaka's there or if Mustafi oh, plays. Like, <laughs> so... There's levels. <laughs> because Fellaini was coming on and making a difference for a positive. Mustafi came on yesterday and conceded, we conceded a minute later. <laughs> That's what I was just saying. He didn't get the respect he deserved. That's a World Cup winner you're talking about right there. <laughs> Have some damn respect for him. we got another World Cup winner now, actually. Nice lead on. Uh, Hugo Lloris, Leon to Tottenham in 2012. At the time, touted as a potential rival to Manuel Neuer as the best keeper in the world. It was a surprise when Tottenham managed to land him. A relatively cheap price. Another Spurs one. There's a lot of Spurs ones where you can see that Daniel Levy just is willing to stand the test of nerves for the window and just see who breaks first. Rafael van der Vaart, Real Madrid to Tottenham, 2010, £8 million. So this was one of the biggest frenzies I can remember for a deadline day. So they waited until two hours before the closure of the window to wrap up the deal in 2010. Proved worth the wait. 13 goals and 8 assists in his debut season. Um, and then added 2 more goals and another assist in the Champions League. Um, 
after another productive season in 2011-12, he left for Hamburg. So I remember when he came, it was almost like the harbinger of when Spurs became serious. Like, before then, there was this like nearly kind of, just you look at them like shot in your shoe kind of team, and you still do to a degree. He's a professional darts player now, Van der Vaart. No way. Yeah, he hit his no first um, nine dart at the other week. No way. That's, I did not know. I'll have to have a look at yeah, that. Yeah, in the PDC as well. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, because when you first said it, I rather cruelly made the pun that he still would get taken off on the hour mark. (laughs) (laughs) Berbatov, Tottenham to United. We're a bit of a uh, Berbatov uh, fan pod here. We all uh, like a bit of Berber. I don't know if Jack does, but he's been roped in if not. No, I do. It's got just this touch alone. It's just worth it. So I was speaking to you, Ellen, I was saying that when I think of deadline day, for some reason, Berbatov is the deal that comes into my head, just like I remember going in the post office and seeing him with his United shirt on the back page of the paper. So I didn't have a TV in my room with TV on and I don't think I was on Twitter then. So it was literally waiting to the next day to see what happened overnight. Him and Robinho was the same one, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it was the same year. Because wasn't it that Robinho initially wanted to go to Chelsea, then he thought United were in for him and then he had to settle for City as they were at the time. Yeah, Yeah, same window. And Burbis was obviously kicking off saying he wanted to go to United from Spurs and... Everybody won. Well, they thought that. Oh, yeah, I mean, they thought that both of them were going to City at one point, I'm sure, and then obviously it then changed that Robinho went to City, and he was the star player for a bit, wasn't he? Because I yeah, because I remember that window. Because I remember that's obviously way before the Premier League stopped the transfer window before the season started. So he turned out for Spurs, didn't he? And he just looked like I know he didn't look like give a shit most of the time, but he really didn't give a shit. <laughs> I quite like that though. I think it adds to it when you see him. Like his goals, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I've never supported a club he's played yeah. for, so I've never had to endure like that side of it. So, but when you are just seeing his goals and the skill, there's the goal I always bring up where I think Nanny taps it in, where he does this spin on the touchline. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the Mark Hunt walk off, isn't it? In terms yeah. of how casual he is about it. Yeah. I thought you were saying you were enjoying him, just not giving a shit about playing. Well, yeah, I do. It makes him sweeter when he does the good things. I was going to say again about like Ericsson, what he's doing at the moment, kind of. Didn't he dink a penalty again yesterday? I'm sh- I'm sure he dinked a penalty in pre-season last game and the keeper saved it and then he dinked it again in the one yesterday. I'm sure that's the case. And he missed again, so seems like a bit of a thing at Spurs. Yeah. There was the outrage when Balotelli tried the flick in pre-season, wasn't there? Mancini took him straight yeah, off. Yeah. And then didn't he grip Mancini up in the next training <laughs> session? So. But going, going back to that window with Berbatov, I mean, as that was like, 2008, wasn't it? 2008, 2009? Yeah, 2008, yeah. Yeah, 2008. So I remember sitting there, going downstairs and refreshing BBC Sport, because it was like, Rubino's going to Chelsea, he's going to Chelsea, he's in London. And I'm just there like, this is amazing. So we go to bed and I wake up the next day and he's signed for Man City. And I was just there like, we almost had Rubinho. But then I also heard as well, and I remember back then, and this is how sceptical I was even back then, it was like, he thought he was signing for Man United. But, yeah, it was like, yeah. but it was actually Man City that he signed for and he was gutted. See, I just completely discounted it. But I've actually, actually heard since from more kind of reputable sources that that was actually the case. Probably was. He doesn't like the... Brightest tools, so. Yeah. Anyway, Wilfred Zaha, Man United's Crystal Palace, 3.5 million on a deadline day. Zaha's performances for Palace in the Championship persuaded Fergie to uh, make the winger his final signing as Man United manager. 
failed to sell at Old Trafford and then was back at Palace on loan by the start of the 14-15 campaign. So they made his deal permanent the following February and he's then since won Players Player of the Year, I think three times, but three and a half million. It's strange that with some of the players that you've allowed to kind of see it out at United that he wasn't one of them unless he quite literally forced his way out. I'd never heard any kind of development on the story other than neither of them got on with each other. Young player though, isn't it? It tends to be United, if they do let him run out, it's because they're a little bit older. He's He had to go, really. Shag Moise's daughter as well, didn't he? Which, uh, <laughs> can't imagine is went she, down too well. Is she a looker? Because if she's anything like her dad. She, <laughs> she is. Her um, mother must be sensational then, because that, <laughs> that gene pool is very one-sided. Yeah, it was a bit of a weird one, really. He never really got a chance. I think he, Majority of his game, I think he played more games for the reserves than he did the first more minutes in terms for the uh, reserves than he did for the first team. So. And Yana's ahead of him in the pecking order at that point. <laughs> what could he do? He was a legend at that time. <laughs> do you remember the game? Just as you bring up Yana's there, do you remember everyone was scrambling over his nationality? Because we're like, oh my god, we can get we can get him to play for England. There's like a way we can get him. I think I always confuse him and Martial with um, the, where the whole paper story about not uh, buying this Burs Nando's that he took out. <laughs> that was Martial, wasn't it? But I'm no, think no, no, that was Yanazai. It was Yanazai. Yeah, that was Yanazai. Downhill from there, she put a curse on him. <laughs> One of the most mental deadline days of uh, my existence as an Arsenal fan, Mikel Arteta, Everton to Arsenal, ten million pounds in 2011. We just got battered. <laughs> we just got battered by someone terrible, and I can't think who it was. And this was before the Arsenal fan TV days, so there wasn't even that. But all I know is there was shouts all over the ground that spend the money which we do now that probably was partly Wenger and partly uh, the board but then in two days they brought in some more successful than others uh, Yossi Benayoun it started with I remember this Park, yeah. Park Chu Young <laughs> Andre Santos legend so he, he, he drives how he wants <laughs> Per Mertesacker gets very disrespected these days and uh, Mikel Arteta didn't you also bring in Scalacci at that point? Is that I'm sure he was at window. He no, he was before because we got to line up with him and uh, Sylvester in the same <laughs> centre back partnership. Because <laughs> he's the one I always go to about um, not having social media. I logged onto Arsenal.com to see Sylvester's face on the homepage. And you think that today is a dark day in terms of your centre back pairing, <laughs> Mustafi and uh, Socrates? But times were hard back then, weren't they? I'd take Senderos and Juru back now, looking at it. Senderos and Seagun. Yeah, that pair kept a clean sheet at a Bernabeu. <laughs> Up next then, so I mean, Arteta played in a deep role in midfield, went on to become captain, two FA Cups. When it went bad, it did go very bad and it wasn't helped by being played alongside uh, Flamini in the midfield, so... When he wasn't making up for the ball, then uh, Flamini wasn't going to get there either. But it all worked out eventually. That was like the golden banter era, wasn't it? Yeah, it's having to discipline Connor. But yeah, it was. If our listeners un- unsubscribe because you're chomping. And then finally, uh, Ertzil, Real Madrid to Arsenal. There were riots in the street when he signed. I was off work... <laughs> have you not seen the videos there literally wasn't there were people running across cars 
I actually was off ill, sick uh, on that deadline day. Oh, I'm sure you. Well, were. I went to I went to sleeps with one of these like fake ITK accounts saying uh, something big's happening tomorrow. Still, probably was a fake, but he went on to get a massive following off this and didn't go well from there. But then woke up and saw on Sky Sports News Arsenal supposedly in for Ertzil. Next thing you know, it seemed it's actually happening. And then the backstory that came out recently, I think I spoke to TK about it on a previous one, where there were like outfit changes with staff getting back for a game because uh, Real Madrid had made promises to Spurs that they wouldn't sell any players to Arsenal to make up the bail money. There was uh, a member of the Arsenal staff who describes it as man-marking Ertzel's dad so nobody else could get to him because United wanted him as well. <laughs> It's a mental story, if you can get all of it. Would you say he's been worth the forty-two million? Yeah, absolutely. His his second season was unreal, and then he has his moments now. But he's gonna I, have a big he's gonna have a big year this year. I agree. I, I do agree. I think he had the forty-two million for Ozil. I think that's that is. Well, you look at some fair. of the people we've just gone down of some of the money that's been spent. I mean, you look at thirty mil for Bakayoko and thirty mil for Drinkwater. I mean, you can get an Ozil and a half for that. Yeah, I know, but we don't just compare it to shit transfers, do we? Because yeah. for example, he's seven million pound more than Andy Carroll, then he's the best buy ever. <laughs> yeah, but we don't measure it by that, do we? Yeah. That's... In terms of us, in terms of us spending money, I would say he's been worth the forty million. He's won what? F- three FA Cups in that time and he was played a significant role in those is he worth the contract that he's currently on though no he's not on and he's not worth 350 bags a week in, but in for that that's because that doesn't just stop that stops you buying yeah, new talent I'm saying that now if you'd told told me now that how bad he's going to be then I was good yeah fine yeah. back then but back then imagine we'd lost Sanchez on Ozil the ridicule we'd have got. We get ridiculed still for losing Sanchez. The funny thing is, I think that Sanchez move was bad for all concerned because he's been awful at United. Yeah, he's he, wanted, almost, he wanted to go to City. Yeah, it's almost like it's one of those where Arsenal was right for Sanchez and Sanchez was right for Arsenal, just the way he played. That must have been just what it was. It's like Torres didn't fit in at Chelsea at all because of the style that we played because he didn't have that Gerrard search and run. He had Lampard trying to bag all the goals. So it's just it's just the way the team stack up. Sanchez has come with a new flex this year. I can feel it. He's he's coming good this he's year. He's played so well in the copper, isn't he? he is. He's played really, well, really well. He's got well to because summer. no one's coming in to replace him. Yeah. So uh, all he's done so far is play a piano and score a goal against Newcastle. I was going to say as well. Uh, I remember that transfer window where it was assigned, and it was. I remember it went off for about an hour, and then bigger news came in that United signed Falcao on loan. And uh, the the on news were just put to the side, really, wasn't it? As if some, you know, you signed some Mickey Mouse player. We're going to get to Falcao because now we're on to uh, the worst deadline day signings. So we'll get there. First of all, Michael Owen, Real Madrid to Newcastle, 16.8 million. Well, not when I break it down like this. Owen was desperate to return to England, wanted to go to Liverpool. They didn't fancy him. Then he wanted to go to Everton. They didn't fancy him. So he ended up uh, going to Newcastle. A crowd of 20,000 fans gathered at St. James's Park to welcome him. He played only 14 times in his first two seasons in the North East, scoring eight goals before being relegated to the Championship. I didn't really realise he played so few games. It Nor seemed, did I until... In my memory of it, I thought he did semi-okay and had an all right haul, but yeah, fucking 14. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, scope per game ratio is pretty yeah. high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then Falcao, Monaco to Man United, twenty fourteen, six million pounds. Having been so prolific at Porto and Atletico, it was seen that Falcao would come in, thrive alongside Van Persie and Rooney. As it transpired, uh, his form mirrored most of the United players' form under Louis van Gaal. Laboured through the season, he managed uh, four assists, four goals in uh, 29 appearances. Predictably, his loan wasn't too permanent and Chelsea decided, you know what, maybe we'll take a crack at him as well. <laughs> See, the annoying thing is, Chelsea are the best team of signing players way too much. If I had a pound every time I heard you say Chelsea the best team on a <laughs> no, podcast. <laughs> no, they're, no, they're the best team at si- signing the everyone that they've wanted at the wrong time. Uh, Alexandra Pato was linked with us for ages we got him on loan and he scored one goal yeah, and it was a penalty and we were after Falcao for literally years and then we get him when he was shit and it's like Shevchenko you can, the, the list goes on Ricardo <laughs> Charisma. honestly the list goes on we've had such good players at the worst points of their career so weird I've never wanted anyone to do as well as Falcao. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> like did, every time he played, I was thinking, just score, just score, I just, just, I just score. I remember the Who's Super that? Cup. The riots. That's not a riot. Shit. That is people just cheering. I remember the Super Cup police against... with batons. <laughs> batons. Uh, yeah, I remember the Super Cup against Chelsea where he did just rip us apart, Falcao. And I wanted them ever since then. They got to us and he was crap. I was working with Brad's brother at the time. He's a United fan and his, uh, his bird was about to go into labour. And when they announced a signing, he said he was going to call his kid after Falcao. Thankfully, <laughs> that didn't work out. <laughs> I mean, from there, then uh, we've already mentioned it a bit, but um, Torres from Liverpool to Chelsea, fifty-one and a half million. He was already suffering from injuries; his confidence wasn't there. He immediately went on a nine hundred and three-minute goal drought, which lasted two months. Finally, ending it against West Ham, which was his only goal of the campaign. Played underwater. Then we went into the next season, like we'll be back this season. It it carried on. I think we've all said on here before that it went from being funny to genuinely feeling bad for him when he went round the keeper against United and then missed. I remember the sick feeling of having watching that game because I remember (laughs) he just scored an absolutely brilliant goal. He'd like chipped a hair from six yards out. He'd like dinked it over him. And then we think he's run through on goal, cleared the keeper, and you think, oh my God, he's back. And then he just spoons it. It doesn't sound too bad if... I, if you hadn't seen any of it, and I tell you, he scored 45 goals in 172 games, picked up an FA Cup, Champions League and Europa League medal. No, and, and he scored in a Europa League final. He was a big part in getting to that final. And the and Champions he, League one. And he scored in the semi-final of the Champions League and he won the corner that got the equaliser. So if you think in today's money, £50 million, pound, I think is well spent, personally. Jesus. Gen- right. for, for those moments alone. Hang I mean, on, you just asked if alone, the Ertzil one was fair. Yeah, and I agree with you. I thought it was fair. Yeah, I know, but to even ask that and then talk about the Torres one... I was getting your opinion, because I think that's fair. And when you think what that £50 million really bought Liverpool in return, I think we got the better deal out of that. Yeah, but do you not think you could have done the same without Torres? No, I don't think... We, just from the way that the game's played out... And he was so low on confidence. He wouldn't have been playing right wing for a start. He should have dragged an Elka back. So, for example, if Torres was striking, if he was like really firing, he'd have played strike in the Champions League final, not be brought on for Solomon Kalou. Yeah, but that's right part wing. of the issue. He wasn't. Yeah, I know, but he wouldn't have won that corner because he would have been up front. Yes. And he wouldn't, Drogba wouldn't have been on the pitch to add it in. So, it's all like 
life is some a, incredible yeah. collection of straws. <laughs> I mean, life is a rich tapestry. I mean, I've seen some things of this incredible. If you'd bought a better player with that fifty million pound, you'd have yeah. been worse off because yeah. he couldn't have been capable of winning the. That corner. might be today's episode title: "Life is a Rich Tapestry." Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely true. On to the next one. We also probably we constantly kind of compare to like today's money, where it's not yeah. really a fair sort of comparison, is yeah. it? Because well, it's in, not even inflation, is it? It's in fairness, I, I slate Chelsea now. If at the time, despite the form he was in, you'd offered, I think, any club Torres for fifty million, they probably would have taken it. Yeah, because yeah, it's exactly. a it's a gamble. You would have thought that right, this is just Liverpool a slug. probably would have paid fifty to keep him yeah. if that was like the option. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like one of those where you've seen a player that's won a, a World Cup, he'd won a Euros, he'd absolutely stormed the Premier League, and you think like you're when you. People buy in strikers from other leagues, and I think, oh, he's got time to adapt. We need to take the ground running. You're thinking you're you're paying money for a proven striker here in the league that you're playing in, and I reckon we bought him just so we stopped scoring against us because he would absolutely demolish us every time we played. In that case, us. United should have signed him. <laughs> he was the ultimate. What you've just said about Sanchez as well, where everyone just thought, right, at some point he's going to come good again. Yeah, and he never did. Yeah. But well, I don't know. There was that season after he won the Champions League when we played with Robbie Di Matteo and I think he got like something like 12 goals before Christmas well, I mean he scored 45 total but yeah. still compared to what he was signed for I, I no, think it's, it's impossible to call him anything but a flop it's true that is true I remember that that season got absolutely derailed because <laughs> that freak game against Man United when he got sent off for diving when he actually got taken out and well, then his season just went downhill again. Yeah, exactly. Well, this one he won't sound goal. too bad at first, but Jolien Lesk got West Brom to Villa, £1 million. So the fee hardly bankrupted <laughs> Villa, but former Everton and United man was a disappointment in Birmingham. He had a generally dire 15-16 along with the rest of the Villa team. The worst, however, came away from the pitch after receiving <laughs> flack from fans following a 6-0 defeat by Liverpool. Lescott tweeted a picture of a luxury car to his followers before making things worse by claiming the message had been sent inadvertently while his phone was in his pocket. What I won't name names here, but the comparison I would draw this to is a friend of ours, TK, who uh, claimed he pocket-dialed his ex from his pocket despite not having her number saved in his phone. He claims it randomly dialed in the exact phone number of his ex. He was like, Weird that, isn't it? That that could happen. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> that was his explanation. Weird. He was like, "Bits of salt with eleven numbers." Well, he said, oh, it's "Just be weird." He was, like, he was like, "I can't believe it. What's the co- what's the chances of that?" And we're like, "Yeah, what are the chances of that?" <laughs> Next one up, Costas uh, Mitroglu, Olympiacos cost of Fulham, 2014, 12 million pounds. Fulham broke their transfer record. He arrived with a big reputation. He scored 81 goals in 182 games for Olympiacos. Didn't transfer it over to English soil. Instead, he failed to score in any of his three appearances for Fulham. Fitness problems prevented him from taking a field more often. They were relegated and then he just trotted back to Olympiacos on loan. When you break it down over the years, Fulham might do the worst business Yeah, just about any club. They yeah. just can't pit their nose. Well, we've got a bad one here, and this is good business from Fulham, actually. You might know where this is going. <laughs> Paul Koncheski, Fulham to Liverpool, three and a half million pounds. <laughs> Left back have been a big problem for Liverpool the last couple of years, but a uh, few of those who assumed the role had been out of their depth as much as Paul Koncheski. Signed by Roy Hodgson. I like that when the manager links back <laughs> up with his boys again. 
but he failed to impress in the 18 games he played and then was sent back into Nottingham Forest on loan in the January window. That was a rough window because we signed him, Christian Paulson, whose legs were long, long gone. <laughs> Joe Cole, who turns out legs were long, long gone yeah. as well. And Raul Morellas was the small uh, sliver of success when that we you got out of it. look at the team, because we had you on the opening game of the season, which we won all. Joe Cole got sent off and Shamak got sent off as well. Shamak was it? Yeah. I thought it was Koshani for some reason. Was no. that Koshani's debut? I think Koshani scored an own goal. Oh, okay. I knew he had something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Shamak got sent off. Hmm. Well, that Barnet, which could be a whole uh, poor deal in itself. <laughs> Never one. Chris Samba from Anzi. I won't even attempt to pronounce the second part of that. Um, to QPR in 2013. QPR struggling in the Premier League. Redknapp turned to Samba in a bid to help secure their survival. He'd been a beast with Blackburn, gone away to Russia, and QPR thought it'd be a good idea to give him a hundred grand a week. <laughs> Obviously, didn't go too well. He made 10 appearances and six months later, with QPR being relegated, he was sold back for 12 million. So I like they had a bit of a gentleman's deal there. Look, you gave, you take him back now. <laughs> As we've mentioned earlier, Rubinho. His first uh, press conference for Man City and he said, on the last day of the transfer window, Chelsea made a great proposal and I accepted. <laughs> Didn't particularly endear himself to <laughs> the fans straight away. He's then... In the next interview, said he was confused and he thought he was signing for United, but all the while he is happy to be there. <laughs> scored 12 goals in his first 19 games and people thought they had a baller on their hands. Scored against Arsenal, I remember that, because Stephen Ireland got man of the match. Second season at the club, he was injured, poor performances, dropped on the pecking order and they loaned him back to Santos and then it kind of spiralled from there. <laughs> he had a brief time at AC, I think, which yeah. went okay yeah. with him and Pato and Kevin Prince as well. Uh-huh. Because they smashed us in the Champions League 4-0. And then Van Persie missed from on the line to level it in the second leg. Tried to chip it. There's no career arc quite like a Brazilian player's career arc. <laughs> it's just when it does go badly wrong, you know it's going sharply wrong. Adriano went very... Was it Fat Ronaldo? No, it's it's Adriano. Yeah, but... Ha- One of them thought they were taking a uh, female back and... It went oh, female. Oh, no. Adriano was, he's actually in prison now for like gang crime, isn't he? Yeah. It? Okay. So. Was yeah. Rubino up for something as well? He was up yeah, for like something he was, mad. I think he was laundering the cash. <laughs> I thought they kept it in house. Yeah. yeah. Going back then, uh, Javier Mascherano, Corinthians to West Ham for an undisclosed fee. Tevez's seven goals kept them up, but at the same time, Mascherano struggled to make an impact, which is one of these you look back on now. They only gave him three starts and he was stuck behind Hayden Mullins and Nigel Rio Coker in the pecking order. I spoke to Nigel Rio Coker's uh, cousin on the phone when I was uh, working for Capita. So a bit, bit of trivia for you there. Nice bloke. Really nice bloke. Complained. Bit of GDPR there, man. It's fine. I didn't say what he's got. But uh, yeah, he, he was complaining on the phone because I said, oh, how's that then? Because he's out in America now or he was at least at the time of the call, probably 2014. And he said, oh, it was all right, but he was like, I was an all right player as a kid, but if you can imagine going home showing your trophies and then his take up a whole back wall, it wasn't very much fun. He said, but it's good crap when he comes back now because he's got all this cash and he just buys everyone's drinks. So we always have a good night out when he's back. <laughs> so that's just made up for him yeah. being made to feel this big for his whole childhood. A name you won't have heard for a while, Andy Vandermeed. 
from Inter to Everton in 2005 for £8 million, which is quite a big deal for Everton. <clears throat> David Moyes sought to strengthen his squad for another top four challenge in 2005-06. Former Ajax and Inter man Van der Meer looked like the ideal acquisition. Only made 10 appearances in his debut season, eight the season after, zero the season after and two the year after that. It later emerged that alcohol and personal problems had dogged his career. Not ideal. Now this one, this is the last one and then we'll uh, get on to the next season. If you told me this one was bad, then I didn't know it was this bad. I thought he was like a, a baller actually. So Brian Ruiz from FC Twente to Fulham for 10.8 million. Mm. It took him six games to open his account, but the support striker was, wasn't able to maintain that going forward. They expected more than two goals in 29 league outings after splurging 11 million on him. So he must have scored both those against Arsenal. <laughs> because I remember this was the game and uh, back in the days when I used to go out actually I know that we had a I know that we had a decent night out planned and in the last minute Arsenal had a penalty to equalise and Arteta blazed it over the bar and this was when he'd like gone bad <laughs> but so I've, I've thought the whole time I've been thinking well I've been thinking he was a, I've been thinking back. he was a player the whole time if I see his name pop up I, I was giving a little nod like oh, he's a baller he was <laughs> he looks like he'd be a good player if you had him in a lineup, he'd yeah. look like a good player yep. so he then uh, doubled his tally with uh, four goals the year after and then after a 12th place finish with Fulham went on loan to PSV where uh, he played 29 times Anyway then, we're on to the Premier League. This is where we're all going to uh, stop being such a tight unit. Alex has surrendered his chance to uh, have any say on Spurs, so if he's not happy with what they have to say, not my fault. He fought the cause for Chelsea last week. I don't think Jack's going to do similar yeah, for no. Spurs somehow. I will say actually, just to uh, tee up next week, because next week is, uh, we spoke about it a couple of weeks back, where we're going to set up our uh, teams we're supporting for the foreign leagues, which ones we're going to cover and all this. While you two are here, would you prefer us each having a league or each having a team in the league for us to report on each week? If you don't already have a team in that league, then uh, we're going to do a random draw. It's going to be twist and stick, whether you not twist and stick, it's going to be random whether you get title challenger, mid table, or relegation contender. Oh, so you've got yeah. someone there, yeah. and then you random it again for who you get in that section. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But it's whether you uh, whether we have leagues or teams each, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right. We'll have a little think. Anyway, let's do our top six predictions to kick things off. That I'm sure that'll get uh, the spice rolling, and then we'll go from there. Connor, as you are our guest for the day, give us your top six. We we won't have any detail to it now, and then we'll debate it as a unit. So I'm assuming you want it in order. First place City. Second place United. Oh my god. Wow. Third place Liverpool. <laughs> Fourth Spurs. Let's see where this is going. Fifth Arsenal. And sixth. I'll, I'll say Chelsea sixth, but I think that I think they'll be close. Just think Hazard is too much. It's such a big miss. 
All right, Jack, you can uh, bounce back. Give us your uh, top six. So my top six is going to be Man City, then Liverpool. And then I'm going to go Spurs in third, Chelsea fourth, Arsenal fifth, Man United sixth. <laughs> Christ, and, I thought we had some wild claims last year. And we'll debate that later, I imagine. All right, TK. I'd feel happy about my picks if I knew Arsenal were going to get a defender or two in. But I'm going to go with... Is he going Liverpool first, Connor? Has he got that in him? I, I don't think he has, no. If we'd made a signing or two over the summer, <laughs> I reckon I would have had the balls to do it. You, you have. Know? You've made three. Adrian's you... one of them. <laughs> one's actually... That's a good one of them is actually a child. <laughs> <laughs> I actually say that's, that's two of them are children, aren't they? <laughs> um, so I've got City first, Liverpool second, Spurs third, and tentatively... I've got Arsenal in fourth. More out of lack of belief in the other two teams rather than a great belief in Arsenal. I've got United not long after I'm coming fifth. You talk about bold predictions as well. We may as well throw mine in at the same time as doing this. I've got Chelsea dropping out of the top six. And I'm not entirely sure he jumps in. But I'm going to go with Leicester pipping them in there. I feel like Leicester or Wolves is probably the strongest shout out there. Everton are doing actual things as well, but I'm going to go with Leicester to jump in and Chelsea drop out. All right, well, I've got City first, <laughs> Liverpool second, Arsenal third. Oh, there you, we go. You had United second place. <laughs> yeah, and I'll explain why. <laughs> Arsenal third, Tottenham fourth, Man United fifth, and Everton sixth. Seeing your f- <laughs> after a Bleacher Report did a thing yesterday of all the strike forces in the league and the Chelsea one in comparison to the rest. Yeah, but that hasn't changed. The only thing that changes has it out of it. Our strikers have always been shit for the past three years. They've been terrible. Yeah, but and we've always seemed to come through. I've had a bet with uh, Tofty yesterday, and I feel quite confident on this that Martial will outscore individually the Chelsea strikers of. Batshuayi, Giroud and Tammy Abraham. Batshuayi's gone back to Palace, hasn't he? No. no. He's, in our, he's in our strike force. Yeah, he's so I think Martial will outscore, not put together, See, but again, you are. Oh, right, okay, pe- yeah. What people oh. really underestimate is Chelsea's unreal way to shithouse a good result from somewhere. We not with Lampard. Lampard ain't got that in him. Well, and Sarri did. I mean, Sarri's philosophy, we scraped in at third, and we got third last season. Hazard got you third. That is literally <laughs> it. That's because... No, it's because it was a rigid system that the only person no. who had any flair was Hazard. <laughs> You're no. not convincing no, me no, no. that a team with the the top three strikers in their squad, and this is the first bit of Jerusalem you have for me, but yeah. he, he uh, lost my... <laughs> he lost You'll me as love. a compatriot with the way he's been since when the person listed as your best striker is Tammy Abraham and then the, ne- the next two being Batshuayi and Giroud I can see us getting top four I can't see us going any higher but well that's the- nice of you you ain't getting in the <laughs> yeah. top four so look the way, I, the, the way I justify it is this Man United had the players last season and I don't think Harry Maguire is going to change a whole lot with that Man United team because it wasn't necessarily their defence was a shambles we all know that but it's the fact that they've got these big players not performing because they don't want to be there and they just want it's the paycheck you got a bum manager yeah. ooh, ooh. have, have ooh. you not seen the latest news today Dybala would have signed if it was Mourinho there but he doesn't know who Solskjaer is yeah. now that is disrespectful yeah. 
Well, he's not. How would he know who a bench warmer is? I don't know who. Yeah. I don't know who Source the Daily yeah. Star. Come on. <laughs> like, less, less, less. Solskjaer, Solskjaer is known as Super Sub, and he yeah. wasn't like this world's. Like, it's like Solomon Kalou if he'd come on and scored <laughs> in the Ch- Champions League final. That that is exactly what Solskjaer is. He's a Solomon Kalou that got lucky. <laughs> We've got a new episode title. <laughs> And that's doing it to service to Solomon Kalou, mate. Wow. Another one who was linked with Arsenal for years. <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> he was such an Arsenal player. He like, was. Waiting for yeah, him. genuinely was. <laughs> he he was he was the guy, and it's um, it's usually Ericsson for Spurs when you're watching that early Sunday kickoff, and the shit team looks like they're going to cling on for a draw, and yeah. there's like five minutes left, and then it would be like Maluda and Kalou will each <laughs> yeah. score in the yeah. last five minutes to nick it 2-1. And it'd be like a bobbling three-yard tap. I can remember them doing it against um, QPR in what my memory serves to be like a Christmas time game where they were two up and then they must have won about 4-2. Yeah. When we got to watch her for Berlin last year, Sean got on Kalou as first goal scorer. Like five minutes in, he's missed the easiest chance <laughs> I've ever seen in the flesh. <laughs> so... I think we know what each team needs, and we'll get to that to kind of round out the show. So if we base we this get, on, we're going to get into explain United in a second. I think that does need yeah. some explanation. Okay, yeah, 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 that's true. I forgot he was there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So. Even brace it, yeah, brace yourself. <laughs> United haven't had a defence in years, probably since Ferguson was probably maybe before his last year. Wan Bissaka. Great signing from what I've seen so far. You were sceptical well, 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 when he was first. I, I, no, no, no. I, I always said he was a good defender. Probably one of the be- better right backs defending wise in the league. I'm sceptical about him going forward, which now I'm not as sceptical because there's other links there to correct that. Maguire, great signing. I'm saying it now. That's a great signing. 80 million. It's a, it's a, okay. It's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but you pay that. My United fans were screaming when they when Liverpool bought Van Dijk for seventy five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, They were screaming the house. Yeah, they they were. For me, I'd say that when you look when you look at it, Maguire was more because he's English. Obviously, we've seen what he did at the World Cup. We know more about him than probably we did at Van Dijk at the time when he was at Southampton. We probably just thought Van Dijk's just more proven. Right, I'd say probably more proven at the time and. Maybe because we knew more about him, well, we know more about Maguire. Van Dyke was seen as, oh, he's, he can't be that good because we don't really know that much about him. Harry Maguire, right, has got this cult status because he won the chant that's been made for him for the England. He's an England fan favourite and he could score a header out of corner. And the meme. But I don't forget the meme. Don't forget the meme. I, and he's a pretty half decent centre back. But I would not say that he's going to go there and he's going to get you into the top four. I would not. I just. Do not I'm, think he's I'm, that caliber of I'm player. Not saying, I'm not saying he's a world beater, but I think added him Wambasaka into that defense. That defense looks. I'd say it's one of the stronger ones in the league. Well, you you say that I, I'd say stronger than Spurs, and I'd say stronger than Chelsea and Arsenal. Well, you say that you've got Aspilicueta at right back at Chelsea. Is Spurs? Who have you got them? Who you got? Even Chelsea Walker, fans have turned on him. Yeah, who is? Yeah, who is Spurs right back? Walker Peters, isn't it? Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. But they've got they've still got Vertonghen, haven't they? And this, they've still got well, Alderweireld. Yeah, Alderweireld. This United back four is still only half of it. 
you've 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 still got Luke Shaw on the one side. Yeah, Luke Shaw, the one who's registered slower than a bloke who plays in bootcut jeans. I think you'll find if you um, read his tweet, he said that he was only told to go at seventy percent that day. <laughs> so, um, so I think, I think Shaw's Shaw's a, a good, good, solid left back. Lindelof has been very good since he's you know towards he didn't he was very 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 Sorry. shaky at the start, but I think him and Maguire will be a good partnership. I think that's just, it's a solid defense, there, one of the stronger ones in the league. There's this lad that I worked with, right? And his best mate was involved at Man United. And he was one of the people that they, all the new signings go to and he sorts out their car and their pump where they stay this with the first choice. This could be the new bloke who came into yeah. Alex Jones' coffee shop. Yeah, I right. hope you know Gen- Genuinely, yeah. he's, his best mate is this guy I worked with. He's from Manchester. And Luke Shaw, apparently in his first season, the reason why he was out of the team all of the time is because he was staying up till four in the morning playing FIFA and eating McDonald's all the time wasn't working on his fitness and he used to get his mates up from Southampton to stay with him they'd just play FIFA all night long Let apparently you, this is allegedly by the there's way nothing if I anyone love, comes after me there's nothing I love more on this podcast than when we get these wild stories it's genuinely AJ it, having a threesome with Kirsty Gallagher is <laughs> up there as one of the best um, Anthony Joshua is worth pointing out rather than Alex yeah. Jones yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been worse. I thought you've just outed him there clean on it <laughs> was it uh Mel C doing bag at a house party in yeah. was it Worcester? No, that was in London with a friend in London. of mine. But Ooh. yeah, she offered it to him as well. <laughs> nice of her. Well, whilst we're on this tangent as well, Jordan Pritchard, a guy we went to school, has spoken to Eight. Nathaniel Klein on the phone because he was seeing this girl that was randomly at our house party and she rang him up and put him on loudspeaker and we're all just chatting to Nathaniel Klein. Awesome, yeah. What about it's the, just so weird. the kids the kids who were prank calling Gary Neville? Yeah. <laughs> that is brilliant called him a little dick what was the other one the Danny Rose one as well where my mate's sister went out with Danny Rose and he used to like phone in sick to England's duty because he hated playing for England and then a few he days after he, a few days after he told me he then phoned in sick to England and pulled out and scored through injury and I was like what I'd say United have a club legend who phoned in sick for all of his international uh, call ups as well yeah. is, is he the bloke who uh, shagged his Brother's wife as well. <laughs> Is Danny Rose not now being linked with a move to Italy as well? I mean, I'm, I don't know that that's going to solve yeah. the problems this he's experiencing why, over here. This is why we need Tierney wrapped up. I've said Spurs are going to get him. They are going <laughs> to. Um, they're in talks with Sessignon, aren't they? We'll get into that. But um, anyway, back to where I was with United. I feel like a midfielder is needed. That's what I will say. I firmly agree. However, McTominay, I think, has been very good. And uh, I feel like he's brought in players who fit a style, which hasn't been done in a while. I feel like um, over the last few years, it's always been a case of if they're available and they're a good player, get them, and then we'll kind of work around it after. Whereas this year, I feel like they've brought players, they've identified positions which is needed, and they've gone and found a solution to the problem. Um, you still haven't resolved the, cri- the striker issue though I think by the sounds of it Martial's going to be the centre forward which <laughs> we have been championing that on the pod which obviously you know may, but when he his first season when he played centre forward he was very good I think in the right style of play I think and then he, he'll score a lot of goals he was shifted but. out by Mourinho he was shift, shifted out left and it was kind of him and Rashford you know vying for that position but the Mandzukic rumours I, I don't think are a bad rumour to be fair, I I wouldn't mind him. I don't think it's really? a bad thing. He he seems happy enough to come off the bench, so he's not a bad option to have on your bench. All, all it's right. just how, what yeah. you're paying him. 
all I think is if you look at United's front line, you've got Rashford, Martial, Chong, Greenwood, Sanchez. Bar Sanchez, they're all under 21 or 22. If you're you know. trying to sort of generate that style of play, though, Manzoukic is just so counterproductive to that. And if the sort of the default well, option is this isn't going well, throw Manzoukic on, well, I don't, I don't you're think, not going to change how you play. I don't think he is because you've you got to think that he's. If you're not, by the sounds of things, you're not going to play counter attacking football, which they. What, that's what they tried to do, like, pressing yeah. football. And with the counter-attack, Mandzukic has played for teams like that with Atletico, where he was very good, and, you know, Juve, Bayern Munich, where he's played for big teams, so I don't see it being a bad that's thing for him signing. Lukaku is essentially getting shifted out because he's not mobile enough. Well, the whole, Mandzukic the whole issue anymore? with Lukaku is they tried to play that football where, for a big man, he can't hold the ball up he's, at all. Yeah. And discussion. so, Mandzukic, for all of his faults, I think... He's a big man that knows what he is. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it'll be that bad. And I don't think it'll be a bad option to have. And for what we said about Maguire and laughing at it, if you offered me Maguire for 85 million at Arsenal, I'd have bitten your hand off for the exact same. It's not my cash. So I yeah. don't really care. Oh, what. It, yeah, it, it so, falls into that category, doesn't it? That it's not your money. So yeah. And is it better than what they've and got? You're not going to give Manzuka. You're probably going to give him one year deal. And if he plays, say, 15 games and he gets a year extension. I would have no problem with it if they had, say, two clear options ahead of him. But as it is, you've got trying out Martial up front, which he hasn't done in a little while, and kids. Well, it's, it's seen not, not a lot of proven... I still, I still think you've got Rashford there as well. And Sanchez could play there. Sanchez has played up front for Arsenal and done quite well. But Sanchez is shot to he pieces. Did, he's, he did okay. Sanchez is shot to pieces and the other two, I like them as players, but they're not proven goal scorers. I wouldn't. It's hard to say whether he's shot to pieces, isn't it? Obviously, we're going off what we're saying what, so far, but you know he's had a good <coughs> Copa America, and hopefully this is could, chance could be different. Yeah, really? oh yeah. This season. To shift things on, uh, are we conceding this title to City immediately? Are we not saying that Liverpool are putting up a fight? Is it a clear City are champions? Is it? I Liverpool are going to push them all the way again. Well, the way that I've come to this conclusion is that. Liverpool were at their maximum all of last season. They were, they could not have given much more. Bar a couple of weeks, that was literally... Right. You look at Man City, and arguably their best player in Kevin De Bruyne missed pretty much half the season. But he's, and they still won it. He's the same as Eric Bailly, where he's made out of paper mache. So yeah. he's not going to get a full season out of them anyway. I, I know, but what I'm saying is if, there is a, if he does have a full season this season, then that gap becomes even bigger. What they've done as well, if they've thought... Oh, when Gunnigan was um, injured and Fernandinho was injured because he and he's getting getting on a little bit. Fernandinho, thirty-four. They've thought, well, we're going by Rodri, and then you're like, well, they've got three class centre mids. So if any of them get injured, well, they've got someone else to fill in. You look at their wingers, and I know that Leroy Sane apparently agreed this deal with Bayern Munich. We don't know that yet, but if they do keep keep them, they've got Sterling, Sane, and they've got Mars just collecting dust on the bench. I've Bernardo Silva that can also play on the wing. I've got a well. section for us in a bit called Willie Stale, Willie Go. Yeah, that's good. But you look at their striking options as well. You've got Aguero, who's probably the most deadly striker in the Premier League. And you've then also got Gabriel Jesus. And I know that he's gone off the ball quite a fair bit. He's gone on that Brazilian striker decline a little bit. eyebrows ever. Where you can literally <laughs> take the rest of his face away and still know exactly how he's yeah. feeling from his brow. No, shouldn't play poker because his face is just tells you everything. I think um, 
Liverpool's thing. That the reason I put them below United is I think I think is I think it, I, no I, I I think for Liverpool that it will be burnout this year, just simply because they've got that World Club Championship thing. Yeah, but it's the travelling as well. The fact that Mane hasn't had a rest, Salah hasn't had a rest, and Firmino hasn't had a rest. Yeah. And the way we play as well. And to, yeah, the way you play, we're const- and you haven't got replacements to come in. You say you've got Origi, and, but they're not going to be people who can come in and play a lot. If, if one of those gets injured, that's a ma- if Salah gets injured or Mane, yeah. I think you've Firmino got- you could probably go without maybe for a little bit but the other two I don't think you can really go without see I agree with you there definitely because the fatigue the Gagan press the, the way the, the amount that will take out of a player and if they do get injured you look at you've got Shaqiri yeah, Oxley chamberlain he's got he's got United ahead of them due to travel for the Club World Championship you're know, forgetting no, no, no. you're in the Europa with us no, 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 no. there is more yeah. travelling I, I, I'm saying it because of the fact that they, they don't really swap their team around it's, that front three will always play, if I, it, and it's never a case where they would leave them out for for a rest. And I think burnout is probably at risk, regardless of club world championship. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. help. But yeah. I think the super cup and uh, stuff. Yeah, and the fact that those three haven't had a rest over the summer. It did will... this summer, and then last summer was the World Cup as well. So exactly. they, they've literally they haven't for yeah. quite a bit of time now. And people underestimate as well how demoralising it is to come so close to. They literally. Well, what, 30 centimetres from winning the league with that ball on the line against Manchester Winning the Champions League, I'm sure, made them feel a lot better. No, that, that's massive. But again, when you go and win something big, you, you've seen it with Chelsea, you've seen it with other teams, apart from Man City, just because they have so much depth. Then you have that kind of, well, we've done our job. And it's hard to recreate that same winning form the next season on. Look at, Chelsea's a prime example of that. So, why have you got Arsenal so low? I don't know if you solo, I do fifth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about what it is. That's, that's progress. Yeah. Just simply because your defence. If, if you do, I'm going off, I'm going off now. Yeah, right, right, right this second. Right this second. If you sign Tierney and if you sign, I don't know. Who, Any centre-half. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should have got Gary Cahill who's just gone to Palace. At, at the moment, what you're looking at is you're looking at Jenkinson starting right back. No. All right, Maitland Niles starting right better, back. Better who's not? Who's talking about three weeks. no? I'm talking about the start. The start of the season is next week. Right <laughs> at the moment, you're either starting Maitland Niles, who is not a right back, or you're starting Jen- and Jenkinson, or you're and. I think th- I might prefer Maitland Niles. And then you're, you have know. got even so- out of position. Socrates and Mustafi. Uh, tell me, am I wrong? And then and then you, and then left back, you've got Montreal. So that back four is probably, I would go to say, the ninth best in the league, I'd probably say. I'd say, I'd go as far to say probably West Ham is better than that. Yeah, the, the stat is we've conceded 107 goals in our last um, 56 league games. <laughs> That's um, but, but, have you seen the clip of the Maitland-Niles own goal yesterday? Because there's another angle where you... Um, see his face and they've yeah, and what he says <laughs> and he's like why is he coming off his line bro my man's high yeah he actually <laughs> yeah he actually said well I'll say you now Arsenal's back line as it is United is not that much better oh my I'll take oh my <clears throat> and this is without new signings so if you give me Monreal or Kalasinac whichever one Socrates holding Bellerin that concedes a max of 10 more goals than United not enough to and at the other end we're going to be scoring more than you because 
let's be honest. You've got the deadliest strike force outside of City and Liverpool. No, we've got the best front three in the league. (laughs) I knew he was going on. He's hyping up a Frenchman who is... uh, He's not done anything outside of the French league. He does league. call it the Farmers League. Yeah, and, you, and, and, he, and he, <laughs> he has, done, he has done nothing outside. What did he do for the Ivory Coast? He's also he, did, he didn't even play. He also said that the only team in England that he'd ever want to go to is Chelsea. Yeah, He's, he well, actually, he actually said that on Even Hazard said the same about United. Rudiger said the same about Arsenal. Fabregas said the same about Arsenal. So <laughs> we, can go down this, the we can go down this list and... He was obviously in a bad place at the time. <laughs> no, 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 no. You wait now. You wait now. Abamyang with more service this year. I'm still over the back four bit. Yeah, so that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not done with this back four. We we'll get we'll get back to that. Okay. Pepe, option of all these clubs, he believes in the Arsenal project. So first of all, <laughs> no one wanted to pay that stupid money for him. Well, United did, and he turned them down. That's a lie. Is it? That's a lie. The uh, Lille board say otherwise. Um, this is like a board of um, people, you know, you get boards from every single country United are in, just to bolster the price up and just to let people know that there are clubs around it. They just say it. They say this with every single player United are in. United, are, you know, there are I'm sorry, a club that pays 85 million for Harry Maguire is going to pay 72 million for a generational talent. <laughs> a generational talent. A cruised to the golden boot last year and and started on, and played on the bench for the first couple of months of the season interchanging with Lacazette and still had it easy then shared it yeah. shared. Yeah. shared shared come on come on less minutes so usually that would give it but they changed the rules so Liverpool had that then you add into that Lacazette who can play the Firmino role in that he's going to drop nice and deep He's going to put the pressure on and then Pepe and Ober press in on the other side. You, you laugh at this, but they lenged down your team last year and finished above you in the league. So we'll put that there because... Yeah. Lingard danced at your stadium. Let, let's not forget. Yeah. We won the league at your stadium, so let, let's not forget. Years ago. Talking when you had a good team. Well, yeah, the team that was made up of the French league. So let's not put that down too much. Nicolas Pepe, all the United fans have spent the last week and a half making comparisons between Pepe and Dybala, saying that which one was going to be the better signing. That didn't go to plan, did it? So instead, you've had to lump 85 million on not even the best English centre-back for a start. Well, John Stones is better than him. And within a year, Joe Gomez would be better than him. I, I would actually probably say Joe Gomez is level with Maguire now anyway if not slightly better. I th- Harry Maguire's got cult status, and I'm not saying he's bad, but Harry Maguire is bigger, is larger than life because of this cult status the England fans have given him. And we beat a few crap teams no, in the World Cup and got to the let's not go that far. <laughs> Arsenal were one win off third place last season with an awful defence that was injured for half the season, so you had no fit right back from the second month of the season. A fit right back for all bar two weeks of the season. But you know that an ACL injury to Bellerin and his main his main trade is pace. Exactly. And you know he's not going and he's not going to be as durable and he's not going to be as quick. And and what an injury does as well is it gives you that second thought of going into challenges. Do I want to risk my knee on this? Honestly, 
He'll be a different player now with his ACL injury. Well, this, this, I don't know if he was, no, no, was full blooded before. What I was saying is yeah, that um, <laughs> you used to always go mad about Bellerin, saying that he's not good enough. He needs to be replaced. Now you're saying like he's the savior. He's the savior of your. Couple of weeks into the season. He was a mercenary. That's what you called him. I'm sure you've called him that in the past. 2014, he was the best right back in the league. Can I just ask? Then he went downhill. 2016, 17, Valencia was the best right back in the league, and now you know what I mean. It, everything changes so quickly. Can, can I just yes. ask? And am then I... his age caught up with him because they found his passport and realised he's 45. <laughs> and now Bellerin's injury has caught up with him. No, it hasn't. The fashion world has taken him in and replenished him. Right. Can I just ask? I'm gonna get a chance to defend Chelsea because these are these are yeah, seriously, struggle for this. seriously low projections for this team. So am I going? Am I going now? Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Right. So. We've won last season. We won the Europa League, and a lot, a lot of that, and that beating Arsenal in the final, and yeah, a lot you had of a that very easy draw the whole way through. So, I mean, not really. Frankfurt were pretty decent in the semis. We had yeah, Napoli, they're, they're Valencia, and Villarreal in our we, side. Yeah, with, with like, Luka Jovic as well was probably the hottest striker to go now go to Real Madrid. Obviously, we didn't have an easy run of it. It was just as hard as yours was. You just made it yours look Napoli, difficult. Valencia, Villarreal. Yeah. And, and we then, won each each tie by more clear goals than Chelsea. Yeah, and then we beat you in the final, so it makes us the better team. Because That's how Mkhitaryan, tournaments work. Mkhitaryan couldn't get in the country. It affected the morale. <laughs> that is... that. You say I clutch at straws. That is that is the biggest <laughs> the clutch morale. ever. The, oh, the morale. <laughs> no. So, we, we have lost Eden Hazard in this. But what we have gained... Let's not gloss past yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. sure, we've lost Hazard. Yeah, yeah. we can move on. No. We've lost Hazard and we've got unproven strikers, <laughs> which is bad. <laughs> but we got third, not because of Sarri last season, but in spite of him. I mean, the only reason why Hazard was so effective is because the whole of the other team was nullified because this weird, rigid way he has to play. Like, look at, look, at, look at Juventus against Spurs, for example. Everyone was going, oh, they've all just got to how fluid they are. They lost 3-2. Which... Which in preseason, though. other than Chelsea, which team in the world is taking Lampard over Sorry? That I mean, it's obviously no one because his ears unproven. You're right. Was Sorry that bad, or did he not have much to work with? No, it's it's the fact that he didn't adapt. If you actually looked at the games at the start of the season, well, you're supposed to have more than one season to implement a style. He had to abandon it halfway through the season. Yeah, but that's the reason why. Because if you looked at the first games of the season we should have beaten Liverpool at home if it wasn't for a Daniel Sturridge absolute wonder goal then Drew and then that same week we then beat them in the League Cup we were actually ripping teams apart and then all of a sudden people knew how to play against us and then we just stopped being, being good because people knew how to st- stop playing against us and then he did not Mark Hazard <laughs> no <laughs> yeah but everyone's been doing that for the last seven years that he's playing for us but, Cockland tried and was yeah, sent, sent down the road. yeah literally to the shops so what you've got in Lampard is a manager that's learning his trade yes but he's also got Jody Morris there who knows these kids at the back of his hand because he's worked in the Chelsea youth system for so long what we've also done as well I would argue I would argue that Although we've had a transfer ban, we've probably had one of the better windows out of most teams. And the reason for why is because you've signed, signed, yeah, you've signed Callum Hudson on a five-year contract, Mason Mount on a five-year contract, Loftus Cheek was arguably before he got injured in that stupid postseason friendly, our best midfielder last season probably. He's coming into really good form. You've still got Kante, and you've got 
in Frank Lampard, who would you want more coaching a midfielder, young up and comers in Frank Lampard? Steve Gerrard. Right, um, right. It, range, just, it ranges. Just, That's why we, he's still at Rangers, we, not anywhere else. Just sit there. I've heard him say we've had the best transfer window. They've sold. They've signed so- Kovacic as well, no, Mark. Yeah. There's also forty there's, million actually, and he's a Real Madrid standard <laughs> player. They've, they've sold Hazard and um, bought Kovacic for half of the money. Yeah. No wait. No wait. No, we we challenged it. <laughs> the backup statement was, though he's got Jody Morris. <laughs> Jody Morris knows those kids like the back of his hand. He knows who's good and who isn't good. You're making him sound super creepy. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I, I just want to point out that Jody Morris isn't a peep. <laughs> I'm sure he isn't. I'm sure he isn't. But you've been, we've been touted as having the best youth system in England for the last decade. We've seen this. We've seen this from Arsenal. We've seen this from Liverpool. And you've seen this from United. Yeah, those players don't amount to anything because all of these players that are playing in this competition. If they're that good, they go on loan to another club. That's the, well, if you look at this season, look at Mason Mount, for example. He's come back and he's going to be in Charles's first team. Same as Loftus-Cheek. And as soon as Hudson Adore is back fit, he'll be in there as well. He made England cap. Maitland Niles, for example, who's come through your system, he's shit. That, he's absolutely shit. That own goal in pre-season and that penalty he gave away in the Europa League final. He's playing out of position. What position does he play? He's a centre mid. Well, he's not good enough to get in there. Well, no, because he has to play right. Right, back. exactly. So you're don't you're, allow you're to anything. Ours, ours play in position. Me a midfield three of Kovacic, Barkley, and Mason Mount. I ha- well, you're missing. You're, yeah, you are missing out Kante there, and you also you have not seen Barkley this preseason. He's been like a different player. I can't believe that I am the biggest Barkley critic going, but I've watched him this preseason, and he has had a hand in pretty much everything that we've done. Score against Barca. Score. Pearl of a freak against Reading. I know it's Reading, but that goes in against anyone. He's also set three goals, uh, two goals against um, Leipzig. Is it Leipzig we played? We've seen this in pre-season before, though. We have seen it in pre-season before, but I'm saying without Pedro this, scored a peach and yeah, he's diabolical. It's diabolical scoring against you in the Europa League final. He is. How can you he's call got him? The legs better than Mkhitaryan. He has. And slugs don't have legs. No, but he's got a better finish than well, I'd say Mkhitaryan has easily. I don't like Mkhitaryan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying that you give him a chance in the box and nine times out of ten, he buries it, Pedro. He pops up with some pearlers of finishes. He may not have the legs anymore. This seems a wild. We g- we've given William the number ten shirt so you know he's going to no. improve. <laughs> that It's just a striker role. No, trust me, that worries me. <laughs> it really fucking worries me. That you need to have a player that's scoring 15 minimum and you don't have it. That's the thing. That is the thing that worries me. But I still think we don't know what these lads are going to do yet. Let's we give it. We need to give Tammy Abraham a few months to see what he's going to actually do. He's taking the number nine shot. I assume that he tried this start. with Batshuayi and it didn't work there. No, it didn't. But Let's shift on slightly because yeah. we got some more. And I'm sure in the midst of all of these, we're going to get back onto similar arguments. So uh, FA Cup winners, who's your pick? I'm going with Arsenal. So actually, bottom three first. I uh, missed that one out. Yeah. Bottom three. Um, Don't have to give me an order, ideally, though, if you can. I'm going out to limb and going Newcastle because I think Steve Bruce just plays terrible football. They've been on job this summer and we'll get yeah. to that. I just, honestly, I, <laughs> what's going on there and the fact that come down of losing Rafa Benitez, I just think it's going to be too much. Get rid of um, Perez and... What's his face? Followed him to China. 
Rondon. Rondon. Sorry, yeah. I think they haven't. I mean, the well, forty million. Joe Linton. That is probably what their season hinges on. Is if that turns out to be good business or not? And, um, on paper, it doesn't look great. Alan St. Maximin. That money for someone that age. That Gucci I've, headband. I've got New. I've got Newcastle in my bottom three. I've got Newcastle, Sheffield United, and Brighton in my one. I think Potter has gone to Brighton. Looks a decent manager, but I think he hasn't got a lot to work with. And again, they spent money this year on people that I don't really know who they are. They just signed uh, Neil Mopai. Whilst we didn't hear. Yeah. Scored twenty five last season in the championship, so it it also looks yeah. like they're going to lose Lewis Dunk as well, though, doesn't it? To Leicester, that is Probably. that's the kind of rumor, isn't it, to replace Maguire? Yeah. And he won them a lot of points last season. So yeah, I agree. They, they they struggled to score goals. Just the defense has yeah. kept them up. So ultimately, it's <laughs> big Glenn. <laughs> Glenn will always score. And I'm, they got rid of the knockout, haven't they, on loan to? I thought at the very least he's a live weight in every sense, and he might two foot you or he might stick one in the top. Yeah, like really big memory I have of Knockout is that Watford um, playoff semi <laughs> when he like yeah. m- when he missed that missed pen, pen. Yeah, yeah. He, which he dived I'm for. sure he gets reminded of that yeah. like every day and then he came back and I was like I, I recognise him but he's a lot more stacked and a lot more talented yeah. <laughs> so what is going on I've got Sheffield United as well I know we'll lose to them this year but <laughs> I'll have them there Brighton as you said and Burnley don't survive this season wow. really? they've been on borrowed time for a while mm. I mean, you look at, you say that, so it's almost like the Stoke effect. So, you know, well, this is what I'm saying. So, Stoke were known as a hard team to play against, and they were known as just rough, and they would get the job done no matter what. Then they changed, and they tried to play, play, they they tried to actually play football. It was like, Bojan, who else did they bring in? Well, some pretty decent strike force. Yeah, uh, yeah, Anatovic. Afalai. Afalai as well, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, with that transition period, that, look at them now. Do you know what I mean? And didn't they lose their first game of the season or draw yeah, in the so championship? Yeah. yeah. So, Burnley know what they are. And if they stick to what they are, I still think they'll be safe. I can't. Oh, I might not give him mine. Yeah, I don't want to. They complained that Arsenal were too rough for them last season. Yeah. <laughs> that should tell you it's out the window. Yeah. You're a nasty team these days with Xhaka, Xhaka in that midfield. I can't believe none of you said Norwich. For me, they're they're certain to go down. Certain. I'm going with. Um, Trying to defend Norwich. No. <laughs> I'm going with Norwich, Sheffield United, and Brighton. I wouldn't mind Sheffield. I don't know. Sheffield United have brought not bad strikers. That's the only thing that makes me think maybe. You do you not know Norwich have signed my boy Joseph Dermich. <laughs> the Swiss wonder kid. Free transfer, but I think um, I think Palace may struggle slightly this year because they don't have a striker. That's the thing that they had Batshuayi last year came in did, didn't do too bad for him to be fair. But mm. now they've lost him. It's Ben Teke. That's a good point. Yeah, that is a good point. And if Zaha's head, Zaha throws a wobbly. Then yeah, I mean, if, if his head's still all over the place, mm. they are going to struggle. Gary Cahill was a very good signing for him. They, they probably at this I, age? I think he's still it's experienced you know, it's a good signing for him but I think Gary Cahill what he brings as well is the morale inside the dressing room he's like a big captain who's won things yes. I think his value is off the pitch as much as it is on that's why I think he would have been brilliant for Arsenal funny enough but it's, yeah, Villa, Villa exactly it's the, mm. he is old the legs may go mm, yeah. Villa could be another one that you don't know how they're going to go because they signed so many players that yeah. it could go the other way it's, it's like a, bit, a QPR like a, effect yeah like it? a Fulham effect yeah but I think Villa have probably got quite a 
decent backbone there that it's not too much of a the players they've been change, able to keep really. like Grealish and McGinn and stuff as well the ones that yeah. you thought looked like they could step up the fact they've been able to keep him with no real problems is a good sign I'm actually really looking forward to seeing Grealish in the Premier League yeah, to same. see if he can get into win because yeah. that's the one thing that England's lacking is that I've been waiting for him to join Spurs for about four years well yeah exactly <laughs> but it's like England lack that person that can unlock a door or yeah. they can't just pass sideways and can actually go forward with the ball I think I'm hoping yeah if he stays fit I've been praying that Wilshere gets back in the team but he's just he's made out of chocolate I think um, it's never going to happen I don't think if I I just I've always said I think if Villa were playing in the Premier League last year, Grealish would have been in the England team. Yeah, I think hundred percent. Right. But yeah. the fact that they're just in, the, you can't. Barkley really ju- can be that player. You can't justify it. That's the only thing. Actually, that brings you back. Just just on this little side tangent there, Barkley always performs well in England when he's not in Sarah's system. He always seems to play well for England. I don't it, know what England games you've been watching. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Let's have we'll your bottom three. Season. Have you given your bottom three? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree with. All right. So FA Cup winners. Check a name at me. I'm going Chelsea. And the reason why is because I think we're going to need something big to focus on and we ain't going to have much else. It's going to be interesting if we get out the group stages of the Champions League. Get yourself League. back in the Europa. But I think we're going to have to try and win something. I think the FA Cup probably the best thing to try and win. TK? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say City again. They're horrible. They just don't stop. <laughs> yeah. Like, I saw that stat that they've won now five consecutive domestic titles, haven't they? City, and it's quite actually... They take no prisoners. Yeah, it's absolutely gross to see that. Connor? Yeah, probably City. I mean, I wouldn't mind if I had to probably be Spurs. It'd be nice to see them actually win something. But um, that, that would be absolutely disgusting. I, I don't, I'd like to see Pochettino win something. I think it's probably deserved the work he's done there. But I think they could be ones which could crumble this year a little bit, maybe. The noises he's making are yeah, concerning. Yeah, Ericsson, a bit of a tiff. Ericsson, Toby and Vertonghen. Danny Rose could all end up at the club, not through their own choice. Vertonghen hasn't signed a new deal yet either, mm-hmm. last year. See, what, this is another thing as well. What I don't get is it, it's Vertonghen, isn't it? No, it was Alderweireld that has a £25 million pound release clause. Oh, is it gone? Yeah. yeah. I, was, I, was, I was still going to say, though, wouldn't you rather go and spend eighty mil on Vertonghen? The, agent, the agent must. The agents must have essentially said, "Look, he's not interested in right. going yeah, for no one else to touch it." Yeah. yeah, but for twenty-five million a for a couple years, of seasons. Yeah. Anyway, Carabao Cup winners, City. Their third strength team is as good yeah. as most yeah. first teams in the competition. And Chelsea will be playing their kids week in, week out, I would say. So yeah, so we'll have like we'll have to probably play the same team <laughs> in the Carabao Cup. So I think someone might different might win that. Maybe Everton could be a shout, got a pretty strong team. Could go Yeah, Keen signing yeah, looks pretty decent. They they could be a shout or I don't think Wolves. I think Wolves could be preoccupied if they get through to the Europa League. That could yeah. be that could actually be an issue for them. I think in the league. How have they been doing in their qualifying? I think they, they get won. Torino next, don't they? Right. Potentially. Yeah. So that's not not easy for them. All right, surprise package. So a team that not your overachiever, but a team that's going to do. See, if a nice they, surprise this season. If they'd kept Maguire, I do think. Leicester could have done something with Rodgers. I mean, I know he gets a lot of flack for like I don't I, I don't really understand why. I know he didn't have a plan B, because but he, he plays good football. All this money a week, and he still has chat lips. <laughs> yeah, and it kills yeah. me. And then I don't I, understand why he doesn't get them sorted. And they had that amazing transfer window where he like divorced his wife and got like a really fit new girlfriend. 
It's like fake tanning. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing, Brendan? Yeah, what's going on here, pal? In the trade, they call that the Paul Jewel. <laughs> yeah, genuinely. Except Brendan's carried on being in employment. <laughs> well, when you've, got, when you've backed a wife like that, managing Wigan doesn't seem so appealing all of a sudden. I think, I think West Ham are going to surprise a couple of people mm, this season. Well, I think people have stopped tipping them to be like an overachiever. So now that there is no real expectation other than being in the top 15, then I think they can do an all right job. If they can keep like the likes of Felipe Anderson fit, they've got Hallows come in. Yeah. I've kind of been led to believe that West Ham are going to do something for like the last three seasons and it just never happens. So I'm not going to bother tipping them. I know you said that could be counterproductive in the sense that that pressure then goes. When they got Pellegrino, I thought, oh, okay. And they got what Jack Wiltshire, and you think, fair enough. And then again, he just gets injured, and it all comes down to injuries. That's that's like the uh, Torres one we were saying about earlier in the uh, Falco one, where he, when you sign Wiltshire and he's offered you on a free, you think, if we can get him playing, yeah, then you have got to play on your Exactly own. that. And then it happens what everything you expected to happen. <laughs> I was... I realised, I had to check myself, I was saying to my dad, it's a make or break year for Wilshire, isn't it? And I was like, how many times have we probably said this before now? Declan Royce said that you never see him at the training ground because he just hides behind doors making people jump. <laughs> amazing. Jack Wilshire. So, we know Declan Royce will jump as well. He, he said about it, he, he, he did an interview about the video and he was like, I don't understand why I screamed the second time. He's like, <laughs> he's like have I screamed the first, just the first one? I think people would have let me off. He's like, it's the second time. <laughs> yeah, Jack Wilshire, I mean... I remember, wasn't he on the cover of a FIFA, like FIFA 12 or FIFA 11 or something like that? Yeah. And then he's been around for absolutely ages. How old is he now? He must be about our age, well, he, like 26. Yeah, yeah. He came into 25? the Arsenal team at 16. So. Yeah. And he's just been around for absolute donkey's ears, but he's never gone through a whole season, has he? Well, because some of the vile tackles he had put on him, well, from it, the likes of Paddy McNair. Yeah, <laughs> th- there is that, but it's also the thing that he just doesn't learn from his mistakes. He goes into every challenge full-blooded. It's more that he, and he injures the himself. way he runs... He has everything like so, like low centre of gravity. That when he gets tackled, he has fully planted every yeah, time. Yeah. TK, do you have a surprise package for us? So to cover, you're saying this isn't your overachiever. No, just a little someone that they shock you a bit. See, because I think any of those ones from that pack, say of Everton, West Ham, Leicester, Watford, Wolves, I wouldn't necessarily say any of them are overachieving. But I think, as I said, I think one of them can break our top six and. If that Keen does, is it Keen or Ken? I think it's Keen, but yeah, I, was, it's Ken, I think yeah. it's pronounced Ken, but it obviously looks Keen. If he turns out to be a bit of a signing, Everton could be the one because let's face it, they've just yeah. been missing a striker. But I'll, I'll think Leicester's maybe one I can trust a little bit more. So maybe then I think Newcastle are going to do well. Might be famous last words. Yeah, I've got a feeling. I think they've made intelligent signings. Okay. I'm Jethro sure. Williams at left back, player. I think they need Only on loan though. Back. Yeah. Connor, do you have a surprise for us? United, I suppose, if they come a second. Overachievers written itself. Mine was probably going to be West Ham as well. Um, again, I think they made some good signs. Fernandez is a good player. Um, Everton, sounds like they've got um, Sadibi as well, the right back from Monaco. So All the people in France are saying, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, but... I've always thought he's pretty good. When I seen him playing in Champions League, he's always not, not been a bad player. 
I think yeah, I think they've made some some good buys, Everton. If they get Zuma in as well, I don't know whether that's gonna happen, but if they do, I think that'll be a very very good window for them, and they could definitely be challenging top six. I think Zuma's pretty much nailed down that he's staying at Chelsea they, now. They bid thirty two million for Decore today. The problem with them is they need to replace Guy, which people like don't underestimate how good he actually was for Everton. They, They've replaced him, but I just don't think any of us have seen uh, the yeah, player Gam- before. Uh, yeah, Gamble, I can't yeah. pronounce his name. Yeah. So, um, you'll probably need you'll probably need two players to replace him in terms of if, especially if he's coming from abroad, he may not. Yeah. You know, it'll take a while to settle in. Um, most successful new signing, TK. Do you want to kick us off? Um, he's it's kind of I'll give you one is kind of a cheating answer. One that's, I think we'll have the same. Tillemans, I think, yeah. is. Uh, not far off a banker in terms of I think for that money he could turn out to be one where this time next year another club's come in for him and spent a huge amount of money probably United Um, and you're left wondering why they didn't do this 12 or 18 months before when he he turned them down this summer but it was it was one of those where you you do wonder why more clubs weren't seemingly flocking towards him I don't know how many were but it seemed like Leicester had a fairly free run it's like Toledo yeah yeah like Toledo I put Tillemans and Toledo in the same kind of bracket that they were pipped to do great things then they just didn't yet and, and yeah, I I do think Ndombele will turn out to be a good deal for Spurs I think he looks the part and an already good team needed to sort themselves out in the middle of the park he does look like he could be a scream of a signing whether you want to admit it or not coming from the French league though <laughs> Jack what about you Um, he's going to cheat and say Kovacic nah <laughs> It's difficult because I think if you look at it from a Chelsea perspective alone, then Pulisic, he's got massive boots to fill. So if he does fit any, like if he fills half of those boots, then he'll be a good signing for us. I always forget he's American because of his name. Yeah, I know. And I always call him Pulisic. I always, and he's like, is that what it is? No, it's Pulisic. It genuinely is. He, oh. That's the way he pronounces it. So, so I thought you, I assume you just had like Serb relatives or yeah, something. Yeah, it must have been because like, yeah. That's, that must be where it's come from but if, like I said if he fills even just half the boots of Hazard he'd be a decent signing for us I'd say he won't be uh, he'd fit into Hazard's shorts twice if you've uh, yeah, seen him in pre-season ass, yeah. Connor what about you the charmer um, I'm going to say wan I think he's I think he's had three Malam matches in pre-season already I think he's he has looked very good so going off last year he's probably one of the best right backs in the league that's playing for Palace so keeps that up the other one I think annoyingly as said to Byron before will be uh, Sabalos I think he will uh, I think he will surprise people will surprise people at Arsenal how good he actually is I can't believe Real Madrid have let him go to be completely I know know it's a loan but the fact that they've got Cruz and Modric who are both 33 or 32 and Asensio has just been injured as well they don't really have a lot in that area so it did surprise me they let him go I know there's talk that him and Zidane don't get on and but they've got um, Van der Beek coming in so if he does well then they're going to let him go so it's all, you can see like a Kovacic factor where they loan him out and then you can buy him the season after for some you'll have to pay probably have to give like 50, 60 where, where do you reckon he will play for you? Obviously, it'll be set in midfield, but do you think it'll be deeper or higher? Or It'll be deeper, I think. I think they've signed him to not even necessarily be the Ramsey. I think it's replacing Kazola, which we haven't done, because people keep saying, 
you need a centre back while you're not signing defenders. We equally needed a winger and we equally needed a midfielder because mm. countless times I watched Arsenal, it was just a couple of passes in the midfield, passed to the wing, crossed it. We had nobody that could beat a man and the midfielders couldn't because it went from signing ball players to signing people who weren't ball players but yeah. could put in a tackle. Xhaka doesn't really fit either of those, but <laughs> Torreira is certainly the one who's to put in tackles. And I think if you can put Sabas next to him, then, I mean, he's played about half an hour in pre-season and he's already shown up the majority of who we had last year. If Joe Willock can do anything then he'll be better yeah. than what Xhaka what's was what's happened to Gandizi? what's happened to him did, did, I say, did Sabas not play last night against Barcelona he was put out of the first game of the season by that cretin uh, Lengle went right through the back of him <laughs> I thought he'd done his Achilles at first the way he went down so he's, he's not playing first game they said he might they're going to try and get him back but he's going to at least be out of training for three days so, he hasn't, so he's not going to be much fit then no nor's Lacazette yeah nor's Pepe <laughs> okay then first manager sacked you mentioned him I'm going to go uh, Graham Potter I think it's going to be a case of uh, you don't know what you got till it's gone and as good as he is he was I only really remember his name because he was the Ostersons manager and we had him in the Europa and they won the first leg but letting Hewton go after what he'd done it's going to be our job to live up to that. And I don't think Potter likes to play football and it's all right doing that in the Swedish league. Yeah. I don't think it's going to work when we've not really seen a team since Bournemouth maybe come up and play football. Swansea was Wolves? the one before that. I know Wolves, but they also spent God knows how much to get there. I'm thinking of a yeah. team that's come up and nothing, just literally the manager's style being what does yeah. it. Yeah. That Roger Swansea team was so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else got a manager to be uh, sacked? Um, I'm going to go Solskjaer. Because I can see it. I can like, Last season, you can really tell that he was out of his depth. And the players hate him. Yeah, and they don't, res- they don't respect him to the point where... I know he's a club legend because they won the Champions League, but again, he's, he's a glorified sub. How can you respect a man that gets Fergie in to do half his team talks? Yeah. Where was this when United won 12 out of the first 13 games? It was, he's a great, you know, he's a surprise. He's yeah, a great and, manager. But... And then what happened? You came right. to play Arsenal and it all went downhill from yeah. there. You were Unai Emery'd. Uh, I, I think what he's done is he's, actually got a system and got a way of playing and said I'm going to give the youth players a chance he's, in pre-season it's he's got a, the opposite of a system yeah. why? he changes it every 20 minutes he yes he does what, so he's, done that in he's been praised more for the amount of changes he makes in the middle of the game than he has for actually having a system his so-called system is oh look you got to have passion for the shirt that's not a system no. That he, he he's good at press conferences and then when it gets out on the pitch, n- not quite doing the job. And beating in pre-season says otherwise, so come back no, at pre- me. Pre-season. Look who everyone else nothing. played in pre-season. Look at who United played in pre-season. Yeah. AC Milan, the greatest Italian team of all time. Chelsea beat Barcelona. <laughs> and the only real notable misses was Suarez and Messi. Yeah, the, the rest of their team. Only those two. Yeah, yeah, but the rest of their team was their full strength team. <laughs> first team by inside yeah that's what I mean that's what no one takes into account for a season it's, in, 
season starts when the season starts. You had a whole rant about Barkley in pre-season. <laughs> I'm just saying, look sharp. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Look sharp. Anyone else have a manager? Connor, are you going for? I think Marco Silva could be close if they don't get off to a good start. I think they... Because they, they finished well last season, but there was a period around Christmas time where the Everton lot really didn't, it didn't get behind them. It was to go at one point. Yeah, they, time. I remember watching a game. I think they played... Um, it might have been Burnley at home. And the crowd was empty by about 70 minutes where I think they were 2 or 3 nil down and it didn't look good for him at that point. They, to be fair, they stuck with him and he's, he's, they've obviously made some good buys but I think the pressure will be on him, the amount they've spent now that he, he needs to he was, get, get them somewhere, he basically. Was on seriously borrowed time for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, like, yeah. like you said, seriously borrowed time. I think he's used all of that borrowed time up so he really has to pull. Yeah. Especially I, now he's spent the money. Once yeah. Spent yeah. Money Looking outside, yeah. I, I don't really see who else obviously Potter at Brighton would be one but bar that I don't really see anywhere else where the you know Sheffield United you're not I can't really see them sacking Wilder I don't see any of the up. promoted teams being in a rush to sack even if things aren't yeah. going well I don't see the, the only one you on could it. say maybe is Villa because of the fact they've spent so much they've backed him to the hills basically and but it has been that whole big thing about oh he's a local lad. Yeah, yeah, that's so it. I just wonder if like a sentimental thing is going yeah. to be there. As much I mean, as I was just can. looking through the the if, league then, like. I'd, but the same virtue as Everton, if things don't start well for Watford, with how temperamental their owners are, they could get rid of them, which is absolutely madness. Yeah. But they haven't invested. You could this see year. it. Well, they were talking if you think last season about sacking Sean Dyche. Yeah, a couple of games into the season, I think that they didn't is quite telling. Though I think that that's. I don't think it'll get much worse than that for them. Yeah, like I said, just looking through the Unless league, you're then you, you've got like Eddie Howe. You're not going to sack him. Um, Deitch, you'll be surprised if sacked him. Hodgson, um, Brendan Rodgers, not going to sack Liverpool, City, United. Hodgson is book his favourite. Is he? You know, if Palace mm. doesn't start well, I could see him walking. I could see yeah. him saying like, because realistically, do you need that at, at this stage? Of South, Southampton life? might. I think they actually they might surprise people this year. Well, they're my overachievers. So like <laughs> let's say, yeah, get that on the open I, now. I think they could surprise <laughs> people this season. Yeah, I think you get Roy out now, and we've got enough time for the Euros to give him a job back. <laughs> <laughs> well, get because Southgate the Palace job just a complete switch. We can have Roy back at the helm. We'll have Kane back on corners. <laughs> Southgate's going to be the next United manager when Ollie goes. We've got a season left of Emery to live at, and then we've got a King Arteta coming in ready for some Arteta ball. Manager of the year. Let's run through some of these. I'm going to go, I went for him last year, Santo again, at Wolves. If he can juggle that Europa League. Yeah, I think it's probably is, for the best if they go out early. That is, Yeah, that is the thing, isn't it? If they go out early, I think they'll have a good season. If they have to come inside the two, I think they'll still have a good year, just maybe not quite as good. I'm still hoping they get Costa in. Costa and Catrone up top. They're not going to do that. He's a decent pre-season. So I'll let Cole keep him. But the, um, they've they got enough strikers. They? Yeah. They've just spent 30, 30 million on Jimenez. It's not Costa. Like that, that game against Real Madrid was the most Costa game <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> ba- bangs four goals. F- first like half hat-trick and then gets sent off. Suarez was <laughs> diving in pre-season again last night. I, I absolutely hate the guy. I genuinely despise him. That doesn't have a horse in the race, of course, because he's just <laughs> he's just praised Custer and slated out the Uh If Leicester have a decent season, like I say, Rogers could be in the shout. So uh, I like the idea. I, I feel like he's so David Brent in everyone's mind that maybe he can't get the yeah. the award. <laughs> I hope he's still doing the uh, envelopes in pre-season. Yeah. I like that the idea. Was one of the best things I've ever seen. 
In I fact, said it before, that, at that point with that Liverpool squad, you'll do well to get it down to three names if people are going to let you down. I've got some envelopes there. I'm doing that next week for the podcast. <laughs> one of you, you two and Alex, I'm gonna, one of you is going to let me down. Don't be the name of that envelope. <laughs> it's going to be Alex. <laughs> was it actually names in the envelope? No, I, I he know. later came out and admitted that it, there wasn't anything. Yeah. Which apparently he said was a thing he learned from Fergie. But Fergie obviously did it in a far less cringeworthy way. Yeah. And pro- <laughs> probably not on camera. Yeah. <laughs> Sick of everyone trying to copy Fergie. Well, he had a fairly good formula. It did work. Yeah, by the refs. <laughs> Job manager of the year, Jack, before we uh, swoop on. I can't. Well, if if Liverpool do win the league, then it's going to be Klopp, I would say. But yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. If anyone, yeah. Whereas I, I would stop before I say Pep Guardiola because. I still maintain if you gave someone the best part of a billion quid, they would win most competitions. Do you know what I mean? I know his playing style is great. Apart from Jose at United. Yeah, United's a different story, I suppose. But again, if you just gave that to anyone who had a half-decent formula, then they could win anything. If we stick with you, breakthrough star. Again, it's hard for me to look past... Chelsea on this because we know they're going to get game time. Whereas, like you look, like you said, like with Maitland Niles, you know he's being played out of position. I wasn't going to go for him, but <laughs> again, I'm going to pit. I'm going to pit Mason Mount. Come up from the Championship, played really well for Derby, was a big part of their team. Again, he just looks like he's got class. I've been watching him from youth level since like he was 14, 15 years old. Just, Ooh. just seeing him, <laughs> just, just seeing him banging goals and thinking, what a baller! He stood out from a lot of the other players for many reasons. From one, which I won't say, that's probably why it's so memorable. Um, but I would literally say that it's going to be Mason Mount as a breakthrough, breakthrough player for Chelsea. I think. I think the obvious one is Max Ahrens with all the hype that's around him. It's whether he can actually live up to that. I mean, now. that that video is already kind of. Well, helps his status as breakthroughs. I think he's going to struggle in the Norwich side purely because of what's around him. So yeah. unless you can have someone putting together like a YouTube compilation of your clearances, then it's going to struggle to stand out in yeah. a loss. But I'm going to go for Mason Greenwood. <laughs> While I'm thinking that Lukaku has decided it's not worth my time there anymore. He's already shown up how fast he is. Doesn't need to prove anything else. So yeah. he's out the window. You'll probably try Rashford a couple of times until you realise that he is the Mankag Bon Lahore and he just blazes it over every three shots and scores a penalty and then gets praised again. <laughs> that two weeks when there was a conversation, Mbappe or Rashford? <laughs> and I think Greenwood is going to be the one that's going to benefit the most from the whole Lukaku saga because at some point he's going to get game time. And if you see it's similar to where there was no out-and-out guy at United and then Rashford came on and scored the two against Arsenal and went from there. So I think if he gets a run in the side, he certainly looks like... You're going to get a chance in the United side and he looks like he's the type that isn't going to bang him in from 40 yards, but he's going to score in and around the box. So I think he'll get game time and I think he'll be the breakthrough star. If you're young and English and you're in the United side, then you're already going to have eyes lasered on you to begin with. Do you want to... Uh, Continue on that. Yeah, I was well. I was going to say him as well. Maybe Angel Gomez. I don't know whether he'll play a lot, just because I don't know where he'll fit in, or whether they'll give him a start. Him, I think it's just his height thing is a problem. 
Um, I don't know if he'll play a lot. That's the only issue. But um, yeah, probably probably Greenwood for me. I think I think he could be a very big big player in future years, especially. I think if Willett gets games at Arsenal, he could show. I think he's shown enough like sort of confidence. But I don't want to go too over the top on him, but he does look like the next Fabregas. <laughs> Yeah, at the very least, I thought even when he came on in Europa, he looked confident. He can, de- he can defend as well. <laughs> that is, he should get a transfer in that case. Get, I get out of there, ASAP before all goes wrong. Arsenal and defend don't go together, so that can't be the case. Well, United conceded pretty much the same amount, so and their backline costs a hundred million more. So interesting. Player of the year. We don't need too much description on these because we all know what each player is and does. <laughs> Spent a bit longer on the deadline stuff on our thoughts, so we'll get on to the debates after this. Who are you going for, TK? Player of the year? If he stays fully fit and assuming, as we all have, that City win the league, then I think De Bruyne probably will be that guy. I got a feeling he could have a couple of injuries in there and they win the league. And in his last season, they give it to David Silva as a what is essentially almost like a lifetime achievement rather Hard than job. player of the year. But I, I could see that being the case because all the other guys get probably a similar number of goals and he gets the he gets the nod. Jack? Mine was pretty much identical, actually. Exactly. Kevin De Bruyne if he stays fit and then David Silva because we know he's going. Yeah, not much to add. I'm going to go for Mane. I think he's going to outshine Salah this year and then go to Barca next year. You could argue, though, why? I mean, two Champions League finals you for Liverpool two years. You struggle to get any players to turn down Barca, even if they finish 10th next year. It is true, but they look at Griezmann, Dembele. I know they're going to have to replace Messi. Well, do you reckon... Here's a question. Do you reckon they'll drop Messi into midfield when he loses his legs? Yeah. yeah. And, just, and just adapt him into that? Yeah. Um, player season I'm going to go for Sterling yeah, I think yeah. he played very well although he had the chances yesterday I thought he actually played very well yeah especially playing up front I don't know whether they're going to keep that but I think either way especially if Sané goes he's going to get a lot more opportunity and he's going to be more of a main man there especially this year he seems a lot more mature I hope that as well because you think we need that transference into yeah. the England setup because we just don't seem to see it don't seem to see the same player. Maybe it is the system again, fitting the system not necessarily in England. Start with you then, Jack. Uh, young player of the year, are you going for Mount again? or? Um, it depends, because you look at Callum Hudson-Odoi and the way he started last season before he got injured. He Gosh. actually played really well. But it all depends on game time, because in that midfield, you've got a lot of competition. Hudson-Odoi, the they say, well, he's back doing half training now but they did originally say like January yeah, that's so the same with Loftus-Cheek so I'm probably going to have to go Mason Mount because if he does go the full you length, can pick someone other than a Chelsea <laughs> I'm going to go for Grealish how old is he? it seems like he's been around for a while as long as you're under 25 you can still get is it, it 20, so. under 25 is it? I was kind of going under 20 with mine yeah because Kane was still up for it so right okay yeah. oh shit yeah Fair enough, then, yeah. Jackie Grealish. Ronaldo yeah. Silva was in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tough paper run. <laughs> yeah. TK? Um, if Ken does come in at Everton and hit the ground running, he could be a contender, but um, at risk of sounding overly biased, if he has another season like he did, Trent seems a fairly logical choice. I actually think um, Rodri could be a choice. He played very well yesterday. He's only 22. Yeah, yes. um, yeah, he played very well yesterday, I thought. 
maybe yeah yeah well I think well maybe he'll play a lot more than Fernandinho this year maybe Fernandinho may, may play centre back if but I think maybe he'll play centre back with company gone and they haven't really got too much there back up I, th- um, yeah. I was going to say someone else I can't remember who it was I think I'm going to probably change mine to Trent actually because he's absolutely class already <laughs> yeah. and he's young <laughs> I can't remember who else I was going to say no <laughs> he's got a chance <laughs> he, now you mention it he does have a chance yes yeah. Golden Boot, Obama Yang, by at least five. <laughs> Does Lacazette not bang goals? Or? Well, he gives penalties to Obama Yang. There's not. I hope Pepe takes him this year, but I'll go. I think Obama Yang comfortably. I, um, to kind of piggyback what you said, I do think the front three will work well. I think that's a threat. But as a result of that, I think there may be more sharing of the goals going around. And I think. My two contenders were the Aubameyang and Kane. I do think Kane will get it. I think he'll... He's another one who's going to be a paper mache though. No, I, I think he'll avoid injury enough. Not that he won't get injured. I think he'll avoid enough to get to pick it up, I think. Hopefully Delph does him again. <laughs> Going into the year as we could do with him at four, wouldn't we, I guess? Oh, not after what he did at the World Cup. <laughs> not squaring it. Jack? Yeah, I think I'm going Kane because he's an absolute goal merchant. He's gen- just a genuine... So is Aubameyang. He just... Yeah, but he just... Like, that... Swearing on his daughter's life when he didn't actually touch the ball, he does that too much to not get golden boot. <laughs> he just gets it on te- like the World Cup golden boot, where one of the goals deflected <laughs> yeah. off the back of his legs. <laughs> like he just gets goals like that, lucky ones as well. Connor Lukaku, <laughs> Rashford. No, um, I'm gonna go Aguero. I think uh, City firing this year. He he's gonna get a lot of goals. Biggest overachiever, I'm going to go with Leicester to uh, piggyback in. I think it's going to do them a favour that there's going to be a lot of hype on Everton going into the season. Mm-hmm. And having lost Maguire, then I think the ceiling is going to be set lower for them and they're going to break through it. I touched on it earlier. I think Southampton could push for a top 10, probably for short. But I think the way they finished last season... You were fuming after they uh, sacked, what's his name? Miss uh, Puel. You were raging on the pod. I was raging Leicester Saturday, man. Same thing. Yeah, because yeah, I... Yeah. Well, what more did they think they were going to get? Yeah. Which, <laughs> in hindsight, probably doesn't look great. Shout <laughs> is it? But, um, I, yeah, the, the points he's picked up in there, when you look at the stats, is pretty mad at Southampton. I don't think it's a particularly great team. I just think it's the way he's managed to get them playing, which, when they were having some success before, was based on, we've got a good system, say under Potch, for example weren't fantastic individuals even though they obviously did have some that they ended up selling but each time they were able to cope because of the system do you want to give me your underachiever while you're there Oof. could you count Palace as an underachiever if they do fight relegation if they are in a proper dogfight maybe maybe them well I mean you all had Newcastle and they've spent about 80 I guess that now. is an underachievement I kind of regard them as a shit team but yeah in the grand scheme of how they're viewed I guess Newcastle would be yeah my underachiever would be United by the fact I didn't have him in the top six. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably say the same. I United mean, I guess said. not having Chelsea in my top six means Chelsea. Oh, actually, I did have him yeah. Adam fifth, I think. So, yeah, based yes, on all yeah. of this argument, my surprise package will probably be Chelsea yeah. because you've all, you've all said we're not getting top four. Yeah. I think we will. No, I think my biggest underachiever is West Ham because there's so much hype and they always let people down. <laughs> so, I'm going to go West Ham as underachiever. Connor, under and over? Um, overachievers, I'm going to go for Villa. 
I think they could surprise people, maybe get a top 10 finish. Underachievers, although I put them in the top four, I think Spurs could be a bit of a dodgy season for them, potentially. Um, thinking about it, maybe they could have a bit of a bad season. It doesn't seem right there at the moment, especially with trippier comments of stuff going on in the background. Rose, unsure, they haven't really got any fullbacks. Um, Ericsson doesn't seem happy so for me I think there could be a bit of a problem there maybe this year and they go on about the Ndombele signing but all they've done is replace Dumbele that left in January so they haven't really signed anyone new they do pretty much the same role and he's unproven so we don't know how he's going to do and plus well going back to what we said about Liverpool with that burnout getting to a Champions League final and then feigning at the last hurdle mentally how we don't know how that's going to affect them if we do bold predictions TK what was your bold prediction again well, I thought Chelsea outside the top six was bold enough, but Jack, that's what your bold Chelsea. Well, yeah, it must be Chelsea in the top four is a bold prediction by yeah. what everyone's going on about. Connor, do you have a bold prediction for us? Oh, actually, United's finished second, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> Me, uh, doesn't seem so bold now. Arsenal will finish closer to Liverpool than Liverpool finished to City. That is insanely bold. Yeah, that is. I mean, is this you going going with the uh, team you have now, or is this you expecting Tierney and another centre back, maybe? Well, the news has just come out that apparently because of Tierney's injury, we might wait till January, which I've heard before. I think, I do think we'll get a centre back. I don't know if that's wishful thinking. Well, I I, I don't read much into the uh, Uber Meccano bid. I think it reeks of uh, the bid a couple of days before. Like knowing they'll reject it I think we'll get someone on loan Rugani looks possible but I'm not too sure I just, yeah with, that is that is a bullshit just with that back four Arsenal have got is like, I mean going back with what you said to Conor Unai earlier I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the United back four but I'll probably only have Socrates from your lot Unai Emery's first press conference of Arsenal he said I'd rather win 4-3 than 1-0 I'm, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, so we we'll all win ten nine rather than. I, I think you probably, you probably will have a season like season before last <laughs> Liverpool, where it was just crazy to watch, great to watch. But you, in some of those games, you'll win. Some of them, you'll end up looking a bit full. I think we're on TV. But it'll be ent- entertaining. Like nine of our first ten games. And again, late as the season goes on as well, you'll have more and more Sunday games, won't you? Because of the Europa, so you'll yeah, be constantly. That's on. the best thing I'd be in the Europa. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so quick game of Willie Stale, Willie Go. Don't think there'll be too much debate on them, but if there is, we'll go into. I won't keep you all too much longer. I know you've all got uh, wives and kids to get back to. <laughs> Romelu Lukaku, will he stay or will he go? I mean, he's in training at Anderlecht and an Anderlecht kick, so you've got to say gone. And if he doesn't go, he's not going to play by the looks of it. Connor, uh, I think he'll go. They did say that he, he's meant to be back in training tomorrow for United, and it was authorised, as what I read earlier from. I think it's the Manchester Evening News. So. Why would you authorise that? It's just strange. It was with. It wasn't actually with the. And, it was with the Anderlecht under eighteen team. Right. Because he, he came through that. Yeah. Himself. So it was, it was through somebody he knew who right. was the coach there. Apparently. Well, I don't know. It, I don't know the reason Cumbly, behind it. The coach. He's a manager. He's a manager of the first, first team. team yeah. yeah. But I don't know the reason behind it. Why? Someone tweeted that uh, yeah they're doing a bleep test at Carrington. I've <laughs> 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 so got out of the country. <laughs> I think he's going to stay purely because I don't think anyone is going to bid what United want for him and they'll just bank on someone coming for him. Inter. Inter. They had the cheek last year, well, the last two years of doing this thing with Perisic. You don't want him now. 
No, 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 no. But the cheek they had of wanting to pay fifty million for a twenty-nine-year-old, the cheek of it, and then they go, "We've offered a fair amount for Lukaku." No, you have. You haven't even offered what United paid for him, and he's a few years old. He's probably a better player. Uh, I still cannot believe. Expecting more than seventy-five million from him does seem a reach, doesn't it? I I think United would happily cut their losses and take seventy-five if Inter offered. Oh, that's good. (laughs) I think he's a. I think he's a. He's a. He's a. For, I think he's a baller. But if he, he's a seventy-five million pound player, it, you'd be surely starting him up front over Rashford or Martial. Well, I don't think he fits what United want, if and you I think. And I, yeah. I think that, as we said earlier, some people don't fit where they're you know certain teams. I just don't think that he fits United. I just when they said they want to sort of break even on him, I was thinking I can't see how they get more than fifty or sixty mil for him. If he's only twenty twenty-five. So you get you're gonna get his best years ahead is what you gotta think, yeah. and into in that league he probably will bang goals. Shrod and Mustafi, will he stay or will he go? Do you want him to stay? Do you want him to go? Yeah, I I said this last week on the podcast. Um, I'm all for booing him. People are saying no. Booing him. Boo him. Why? Hound, hound him out of the club. <laughs> if he's that comfy at the club, make it unbearable for him. Get these blokes over who tried. To throw hands at Bale in his car, <laughs> pay them a few quid to wait outside the car park. If the bloke won't leave, then make it. He's still got like four make years left leave. on his deal. Make him leave. Four years. These are the views of Luke. I should have not spit one part. Don't go and meet him in a car park. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he'd be on the floor immediately. <laughs> we saw I, him appeal after Aguero nudged him in the back in that community that, shield fight. That was awful. Um, but I think he stays. By virtue, no one's going to come in. Apparently, we value him at thirty million as well. That's yeah, concerning. Maybe Lukaku is worth seventy-five actually. Then. But yeah, first game of the season at home, I will be booing his name. <laughs> That's a lock. He said proudly. That first game of the season, you'll be booing your captain. I can't wait till he starts that first game. He has that captain's armband on. There's That's going to be such. That's going to be such Shaka. a great sight. Shaka. Mustafi. Christ. <laughs> he is. And you know it. You know it's either him or Xhaka, that's the thing. And It's not. It's what, who else is so it going to be? Is Koscielny staying then? He's definitely staying. We're going to get to him. <laughs> it's um, it's Xhaka, Monreal and Ertzil are apparently the uh, main options. So. <laughs> so pick, who, who are you picking out? Monreal. Why is Socrates not getting them? Don't know. Yeah. Does he speak English? That's fine. Doesn't need to. He's got the eye contact. Yeah. Kieran Tierney, will he stay or will he go? I don't think we're going to get him. Stay. Yeah, he's going to stay. Yeah, I think he's going to stay. Or or someone like United will go in. I've got him. a feeling someone's going to go in for him. I think Arsenal might. I do still think they're going to realise. Well, the news that. in the last couple of minutes is that apparently they're going to wait till Actually, January because he. Why would you wait? It's what isn't it like a six-week injury or something? Yeah. So it's not even that bad. But no one's even confirmed that. It was a Daily Mail thing that said because. Uh, Neil Lennon said he's still in pain. They just said, oh, it must be out for another eight weeks then. Okay. Paul Pogba, will he stay or will he go? Stay. Stay. I think stay just because he's been priced out of a move. They say they want 275 mil for him. Madrid bids 27.4 million plus James Rodriguez today. That's bad. As much as you might not buy anything into the offer, I think the fact that they've made an offer lets you know that they think he's on the table. And 
I would usually say that he'll stay with his agent, the scummiest man in football, bar Alex Ferguson. <laughs> I think that he'll go. Wow. It's far too late in the day for him to go now. A transfer of that size. Everywhere else got another month. United won't sell him after the um after the season started. If they can't get a replacement in, that would be the most ridiculous thing you they would ever do if they did that. I can see they'll leak a few stories to the paper that he refuses to train, which he refused to play in your last preseason game. No, he wasn't injured. No, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, Ursel yeah, says that as well. He'll refuse to play, and you'll get a press conference from Solskjaer where I'll say, "Look, it's obviously not ideal." But no man is bigger than Man United and people go, you see, he gets the club. <laughs> yeah. Leroy Sane, will he stay or will he go? I think he'll go purely because he knows he's not going to get game time in Man City or as much as he would like to get. Plus, Bayern Munich really, really need a winger to replace Robin and Ribery. They need, and he's German, fits the bill, will buy into the club ethics. It just seems like the right fit. I want one of these lower Premier League teams to go and get Ribery. I like when you get these like legends that come and play for like a shit team. Like Edgar David's playing for Barnet. Not quite that bad. But and Edgar yeah, David's yeah. playing for Spurs. Get him more like Palace. Yeah. Like Ibra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, is there any news on Sonny's injury from yesterday? Because that could scupper anything. And if he's done his knee, which he was holding yesterday, that would scupper any move I would, you'd imagine. Well, the rumour today is that Bayern have come in and are prepared to pay £90 million, but over a certain amount of time. But whether that's true or not, I don't know. I just Their don't... team's so old, Bayern. Yeah, I they know. That pace yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's cheap. Yeah. Mm. That's very cheap. Or, or is that just... Or is that just what it should be? It's not even about what we should be talking about. Have we why, just all lost our minds? Why, why 90 million we, is, you know what, he's a top tier talent. 90 million is what that should be. Why get do they need a winger when they've got um, Nabry and Kingsley Coman? Coman is in Europe. I honestly, I think Sane is like an unbelievable talent yeah. in terms of, like Bernardo Silva and Sterling are great. I think he's better than either of them if you give him a run, but they, at the minute they can't because they're both in such great form. That was the reason I thought City weren't going for this. But then every time Pep gets asked about it he gives such a, like a vague answer you think this could be happening because he can come out and say look no one's going well, did you see but De- he doesn't did you see De Bruyne's answer yesterday which was really weird he was like well if someone wants him they're going to have to pay up for him and it's like for a player to say that is so strange that is odd isn't it yeah but he literally said it like that he was I like well they're going to have to pay up for him that's crazy yeah. isn't it not really anything yeah it was quite indicative of City though where they said he's got two years left on his deal and they said well we've put a contract on the table he hasn't signed it that's quite a Shows what a ruthless club they are. Like, look, if it's in two years, you can get out. Arsenal already get down to six months. <laughs> or you just don't play him until uh, there's no other options, like Hudson Odoi, and then you pay him big money to stay. <laughs> Hudson Odoi being the replacement of Bayern would have gone horribly as well. Why so? Because he's not that good. We don't. He's good. He's good. But he's not. You can't, not, he's not better than Nabry. You can't judge him yet. You can't say he's amazing. You can't say he's not good. You can say he's a good talent. And when he came on, he did add more. He's got an Eng- he had an England call-up and he's being spoken about like, oh, he'll just step into Hazard's shoes. And- yeah, no, I, I don't agree with that. No, we, don't, we haven't seen enough of him. How wild is it that Nabry was considered not good enough by Tony Pulis? And now he starts... And then to- went to Bremen and then a season later went to... 
Schalke maybe and then to Bayern and yeah. now he starts for Germany. <laughs> yeah. Over Sane because Sane's not getting games. I mean, people want wingers. Do you know that um, Julian Brandt has still got a 32 million release clause in his contract? He just got transferred this summer. Did he? Oh, so someone's paid the... Someone went because at the start of summer he was... Ah, it was, it was Dortmund, was it? Dortmund. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he briefly got linked with Liverpool and then it was another one of those yeah, where okay. he said, well, look, I know you want players to cover for your front three. I don't yeah. want to be covered for anyone so I'm going to go somewhere I'm going to start. Him. Fair enough. There's only one winger that everyone needs, and uh, you know it's Douglas Costa. <laughs> I'm waiting for so I was waiting for them to offer him in the uh, Lukaku deal. The fact he's so old is wild. How old is he? He's like 29. He seems like just the youngster. Yeah, he's like this paradox Jesse Lingard figure where everyone, <laughs> everyone thinks he's so much younger than he is. They should have offered him in the uh, in the Lukaku deal. Kind of would sign him at 40. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to get a Jaylings hoodie? No. Oh. Uh, Danny Rose, will he stay or will he go? Um, I reckon he's going to stay purely because I don't think he's going to get the deal that he wants to get. Like, Trippier's gone. He's linked to United Trippier, again. Trippier, Trippier is fully gone. Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Trippier's gone. Yeah, yeah. You so, like Danny Rose as a player or a person? I was going to say. Well, as a player last season, he didn't really cover himself in any kind of glory. He had a really shaky. He's one of the contributing factors to the Spurs' demise. Towards the end of last season, I would say. I thought he was their best player in the Champions League final. <laughs> Slim pickings, wasn't yeah, it? That, 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 yeah, but that game wasn't really one for standout players. It was a game of they got a lucky penalty and then everyone was shit and then they got another goal lucky. at the end. Should have been a red as well. Uh, Dybala, uh, Connor, will he stay or will he go? <laughs> stay. You see, apparently he wanted uh, 18 million a year in wages and then a 13 million uh, fee for his agent. He did that because he knew they wouldn't pay it because he, he just did not want to go. Why would you look I'm at Juventus? Glad. If you if you look at Juventus' team this season, no, you're not. Yeah. I am. I told you. What did I say in the chat? I said I I don't really see the big hype with Dybala. I see he's obviously a good player, but I don't see one where he would fit in at United, where he would play, and I don't think he's as good as what people make. He's like one of these players that I can't I'm trying to find somebody else who would be in comparison to where. He does things that look good, but is he that good? Like, he doesn't get in the Argentina team. Pogba. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, he doesn't really get in the Juve team, doesn't really get in the Argentina team. Is he that good, or does he just have, like... You know he doesn't get in the Argentina team. Why? Messi hates him. Well, but what I'm saying is, like, is is he that good that he would be demanding those figures and a team would... Because no other team would pay that for him. Well, when you get linked with him, I was saying, I actually hope he do something because I don't think it'll work. So yeah. I thought... Essentially, his whole issue with his career is that he basically needs a free position, needs free roam. That's United won't give him that because they've got a system they're trying to implement. Yeah. He's not going to get that. That's why he can't play so at Argentina. Is he a striker? Messi is, gonna... is he a 10? Is he a wide player? I feel like I they might have tried to do a false nine with him, but yeah. a I'm... guy who's not used to the physicality of the Premier League coming and doing that, I think that would be a hard thing for him I'm quite to glad do. it hasn't gone ahead to be honest I think it's good but some United fans who would say they're glad I don't think they're glad no, I think I, you might I, be I, I think, I think so fully I, in on the hype yeah, I think it's good that United have actually shown a bit of backbone in a while and gone no we're not going to pay that yeah. to for a superstar kind of thing it, it's a case that they've learnt their lesson in the yeah. sense that they've stopped doing the Angel Di Maria's the Falcons the bring a big name and on big money that doesn't actually want I to be I tweeted there. this earlier them saying they're not interested is the equivalent of me saying I'm not interested in Demi Rose <laughs> yeah. purely because the other party isn't interested either yeah 
United... They've dumped the girl before she can dump you. United would have begrudgingly paid that. You're not interested because you can't handle that batty. <laughs> <laughs> can't handle this batty. <laughs> but go, yeah, just finish on the Dybala thing. I think, again, it's a case well, Want of, a little more chat about batties? Yeah, 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 yeah. A, bit, a bit more batties, yeah. Um, well, he's priced them out of the move. He's gone with a wild demand because you look at Juve's team this season in the Champions League. They've gone for both and you can tell that the Champions League is going to be their main focus because they've gone and brought uh, Buffon back as this kind of fairy tale let's get him a Champions Told League medal type thing well. like that's what they've done because you look at it with Delict at the back with a great defensive unit and then with Ramsey midfield who's that I reckon the missing piece of linking the midfield with the front three that they didn't quite have last season so they're going to do absolute bits this season I actually hope they win it the real G's preferred Casillas to Buffon and I want that oh yeah no I, Casillas was my absolute idol but I still Buffon is probably one of the most unluckiest keepers ever to have not won it. Like for the finals that he's been in, the teams that he's played for. At some point, you got to question whether it's bad luck or maybe you're the issue. <laughs> no, Buffon is class. Uh, Buffon is absolutely class, and he still is now. Caballos told uh, Casillas he wanted to shag his wife. <laughs> this type of ruthless man we've Forward. got yeah. at the Emirates. He also said he wanted to uh, drop a bomb on all Catalonians. <laughs> all right, couple more questions. Will Arsenal sign a defender? No. No. Yes, I think they will, of some sort. Will Liverpool sign anyone of note? No. No. No, because we'd have heard about it by now, I reckon. There'd have been rumors. A big deadline day coming. There's like, there's like the Coutinho factor thing, but again, I just don't see it happening. Are you working away Thursday, or are you working in an office or home Thursday? Thursday. Unsure as why. Deadline day. You don't want to be on the road for that. Yeah, fair point. Will Man United sign Mandzukic? Kind of went over this, but... Yeah. How many of... No, actually, no. Will Fernandes come to the Premier League? Bruno Fernandes. And if so, who uh, will it be, be quite, to? I really hope he doesn't go anywhere apart from United. I'd actually That's one who I really actually want the United to sign. I think he'd be just what United need, really. But... I think he probably. I think Just he'll end up with Spurs. Okay. I think he's what United needs. I agree. I think that he's somebody who can play between midfield where, and. Where would you play him? That's the, yeah, that's the question. I'm Just like the number ten role, really. You have to be in Pogba in that case. I think no, I th- no, I think you would. He would probably play McTominay sitting. I think, and then Pogba, do as you please, kind of thing. But sits kind of deep away, can get on the ball a bit more. He does as he pleases now, and yeah. it doesn't work. <laughs> just think, you've uh, got one guy in mid. Yeah. You essentially would have one guy holding the field whilst the other two just go and do it. You'd, you'd be in Fernand- trouble. Fernandez, from when we see, well, I just, well, what I've seen, he seems like a bit of a hard worker as well. Not just a, it doesn't seem like a luxury player. That's why I think he would no. be quite good because he does get the goals and assists, but he does work hard as well. And I think that's what United are missing in, in there, where, especially with Pogba. Where is it at the moment again? Just remind me. Sporting. Sporting. Sporting I yeah. think if Pogba stays, he's going to have a big season. Because I think if he has to stay, then he's going to prove why one of these kinds of clubs should come in for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like a hazard shot window season. Sessegnon, Locelso. How many of those are Spurs going to get? Or are they going to get any of them? I think... Sessegnon is, I think uh, is Ses- a, such a Spurs transfer. I th- yeah, I think Sessegnon will get purely because he was left out of their first Apparently game Apparently it's going to be um, 20 million and um, Josh Onoma, if that's how you pronounce his name. 
Yeah, I think that's about, yeah, I think that's just about fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how much is uh, Canseo going to bring to City, if anything, and is he going to take the starting right back spot? Yeah. I think he's a great signing. I can't believe Juve are letting him go. I actually can't believe that they're letting him go. I- is Sarri on like a mission to see how quickly he can get the fans to turn on him yeah, there I, as well? I, I can't work. I, I, is it 27 I, million in dinner? Oh, yeah. God. I honestly can't understand. That's such a great sign. Peanuts for money for City and dinner as a squad player. Yeah. Deal. I, 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 think he, I think he starts over Walker. I think he'll, he'll get the money. Yeah, yeah I, I can't believe that you've ever let him go. Sorry for you guys. <laughs> I'll have you for five minutes more, Max. So. BT have added Crouchy and Van Persie to their punditry team. Is that enough to rival the Sky Sports panel or not? Yeah, purely based on listening to Peter Crouch's podcast, which I've recently got into. He is good media. I like listening to him talk about things, especially football. They've already palmed him off to the morning show rather than being there for the lunchtime kickoff. Really? Yeah. My only concern, I think Van Persie is quite a, just a random sort of sign. I don't. What did you think of him yesterday? If you watched any of the, build-up? I thought he was alright, but I, I just don't really know what he's bringing in terms of. I don't know that he's a huge character or anything. I think they're just getting names. Yeah, or that he's like hugely insightful or anything. I think he's he was good, but it wasn't incredible. I, I'd think more of it if they'd let people go, but they've still got Steve McManaman on the books, so it's an instant L. They've still got Owen Hargreaves on the books. Yeah, Savage, I actually quite like. But some of them, John Hartson is bad. The thing with Crouchy as well is I, I Sutton oh is Christ. But he's like obvious troll, isn't he? Surely. Like I, I genuinely, I've taken the mic here because I want to just put across my absolute hatred of Chris Sutton. I think he is just the worst thing to ever happen to his punditry. He's you just like Jason awful. Cundy. <laughs> I think because it's funny because how much he winds other fans up. That's the only reason why I like him. No, Sutton does it because he's a prick. (laughs) (laughs) Jason Cundy does it because he knows what he's doing. It's Chris Sutton and his marauding Scottish football is absolutely class. Is just strange. Well, we shouldn't. Sutton is kind of like distance um, ourselves from that. Sutton is kind of like the Adrian Durham of. Well, it's actually he kind of just says things to be controversial to make things happen, like. get people talking about I don't it. think he's clever enough to do that like Adrian Dome I listen to him sometimes when it switches over from the Hawksby and Jacob show and I leave Adrian Durham on just for a little bit and I hear him say something I think you've engineered that yeah. opinion and you've gone back through all your other opinions to make sure it doesn't contradict anything Talks and not leave yourself open might actually be below BT in terms of their it, punditry Hawksby and Jacobs is brilliant media the rest of it is absolute dross like trying to listen Cundy, to Cundy Durham like Cascarino, Alan Brazil is good. I like. I like listening. Hey, Alan Brazil. Alan Brazil is awful. No, I like Brazil. I don't like Dean Saunders. Like, I can't. Yeah, Dean Saunders. Years. Jesus Christ! Some of the things he says. Alan Brazil looks like if he pressed too hard <laughs> yeah. against a paperclip, he would explode. No, like he's, his blood pressure. He looks like he's gone on holiday to like Reactor Four in Chernobyl. Him and um, because they've got um. Oh, uh, Laura Woods on there so when they do um, Laura Woods and Brazil it's actually quite good because she knows her stuff as well yeah and yeah, she done on it. and she like brings them down to earth whenever so they get yeah, a bit him, ch- him and the Paolo are the best double it, yeah <laughs> Go- uh, Goffy's on there as well Goffy's quite good I was gonna say you yeah, know you know yeah, people yeah, you know yeah. people hired um, like the Worldstone Raider yeah. to work uh, on their stag <laughs> Do you think you could hire um, Paolo and Brazil they'd drink you under the table to come on <laughs> to come on your stag do 
<laughs> All right. Um, if I say here then, good business or bad business, this is the last thing for us. Um, Aston Villa. So they brought in Heaton from Burnley for eight million. Marvelous Nakamba from Club Bruges. Jota from Birmingham. Anwar Al Ghazi from Lille. Wesley from Club Bruges. Courtney House from Wolves. Matt Target Southampton seventeen million. Tyrone Mings from Bournemouth twenty million. Uh, Eric Concer from Brentford twelve million. Bjorn Engels. Trezeguet from Kasim Passa and Douglas Ruiz from City. So that's about 120 million rounded up. Good I, business, bad business. I think that's brilliant business on the heat and transfer alone. Because mm. what they've done is they, their keeper last season, I forgot his name, but he had, he did well, but he, you know that he wouldn't have the right calibre for the Premier League. In Heaton, an insured Premier League standard keeper is exactly what you need in your first He's season. He's the only bit that I'm impressed with. Yeah, that I mean, Tyrone Mings, they, he's already played for them. He is actually half season. He's also more injury prone than half the guys that yeah. we call injury prone. Yeah, he's, he's only had one. He's he out for like two seasons. Yeah, but he, had the, he did ACL and I think that's the only big one he's had. Apparently the lad from City is very good. Yeah. The yeah. Douglas Luiz, he's meant to be very good. Um, and yeah, Gaz- no, no one's really obviously seen him. El Ghazi as well, he was a big factor in them actually going up. So to have, what they've done is they've signed a lot of players from their loans. So they, they're already established in their team, no England as well. So it's not like they've gone and just plucked it was like QPR when they, they came up. Them, yeah, and Fulham that they've just gone and got loads of names. They, they, there was systematically thought. Well, look at the Fulham oh, business God, yeah. and say that it was better than that on paper. Yeah, on paper it was genuinely. Yeah, I think Fulham and Villa are some of those clubs who doesn't seem to go well for. What Although you they can, do seem well managed. I mean, they yeah. kept Grealish, which is probably the best business they've done. What you can tell with Villa is what they've done is they thought right, we've been trying to get back into the Premier League for so long. We're going to try yeah, and stay yeah. here by any means necessary. They haven't kind of taken that 130 million run with it. They put it into the team thinking, right, we don't want to go back down there. They're usually a team we can rely on walloping, so hopefully it stays, yeah, stays yeah. the same. When we beat them in the cup final and Grealish came out with the Arsenal boys to party afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> if we go on then to Everton, so uh, Moise Ken, 25 million. Jean-Philippe Gmamin, 22 and a half. Andre Gomes for 22 million, Fabian Dell for 4.75, Jonas Lursel from Huddersfield on a free. All good business. Yeah, I think they'll have a good business to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Is Delph going to be what everyone says he's going to be? Does it not? Is it 4 million? 4.75, I mean, yeah. Almost risk free, isn't it, really? Why are Palace going after McCarthy, by the way? Cannot get fit at all. Just no. he's linked with them because they say they want the McCarthy McCarthy midfield. <laughs> Leicester Tielemans forty million. Iosi Perez thirty million. Good business. Perez, if I'm, you can keep him on that's, form, that's yeah. it. I, I don't know if he's a, he is a thirty million pound player on his day. I just don't know if that day happens enough. But I think I've seen so good business. Good business, but I think they do need to place replace Maguire. If they don't replace him, that is a massive, massive blow for them. And I think they. He's such a big player for them that they will struggle defensively if they don't replace him. It's funny because you look at Chelsea and they've got we've got an excessive centre backs that we just don't want to seem to get rid of. Zuma would probably be the perfect fit there. They can have Mustafi if they want him. <laughs> Good price. Uh, Man City, Rodri sixty two point eight million, Angelino five million from PSV, and Zach Stefan for seven million from Columbus Crew, who have one of the nicest shirts this year, by the way. Good business. Yeah. If they sign Cancelo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Newcastle, Joe Linton from Hoffenheim for 39.6 million, Alan St. Maximin from Nice for 16.2, Jetro Williams on loan, and they're looking at a few more. I don't know because these players, you would say if they had Benitez, you'd think, oh, they play good football, this, but it's rough, it's bloody, it's Steve Bruce. I can't, <laughs> like, I can't profess to know much about uh, Maximian. I know that he's like a flair player, but he's yeah. also described as um, potentially the biggest waste of French talent since Ben Arthur. Oh so they say that that's his dad did an interview recently and said he needs to understand that football's his job, not just fun. Yeah. But I think. He seems to have already been a bit taken aback by the reaction from the Newcastle fans. There's a clip of him going walking out to the stadium and he looked like he loved it. So some of these players rise to that when they get the chance. So I think they're going to do all right because it does, they don't forget overnight how to defend. And they, well, I mean, they did a right against City last season, Liverpool. They hung in there. So Bruce, um, so Bruce did well when he was at Sunderland, to be fair. He got, you know, when he had the front three of when it, we had well, young Welbeck, uh, Gian, and um, who else on the and Johnson? Was it? Yeah. Gosh, um, yeah, maybe actually, yeah. But Seth they, Wilson. yeah, but they, he, he, he did all right. He did, he did pretty um, well there. He, he did all right at Wigan as well. He always he get them up, and then that the assistant guy took over, and he was shit. Yeah. And then they always, he always seems around. to do well at places he goes. You know, Villa, he, he did well. Sheffield Wednesday, he did well. Was, when he had yeah. He's like. He's like a Sam Allardyce, though. He's like it's a case of him on street. Like Christ. the reason why I'm saying this is because Raf Benitez. You're thinking, well, if you can get a few good signings, he could get Newcastle. Ashley top called 10. him out and said he was a money grabber. Well, after he'd gone, after, yeah. after he'd gone I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me that Mike Ashley saved this money for him to yeah. go and then spend it in spite of him. Um, Going to China isn't a good luck in. No, it, it isn't. However. Under Rafa Benitez, you're thinking, right, if they can get some decent players, they can get yes, mid-table. Mid whereas Steve Bruce, you're thinking, right, we're looking to survive relegation, and that is the yeah, target. We're going to, TK, it's we're going to have to sends um, up our plea for Sherwood to get a job this season, <laughs> because it's been a while, and Kirbishly. Hopefully we can get, maybe if we sign Paul Jewell to our management as well, then uh, we'll do a job for him. <laughs> Last two, Dermich on a free to Norwich. Great business. Great business. Uh, Fornells to West Ham for 25 Haller for 36 million good business bad business I think it's very good business for West Ham on paper so he looks like a baller Fornells West Ham yeah. Yeah. yeah on paper being the kind of main word there I do think people are going to realise that Declan Rice isn't this uh, outstanding player this season he's a good player but young English it's just what happens. Yeah, they just sold Reece Oxford as well, who was meant to be the best thing <laughs> yeah, since sliced bread. Had one, game. It, one game, he pocketed Arsenal. Yeah, pocketed, 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 please. <laughs> he, did. he did. Well, no, check through two balls into the net. <laughs> At 16 years old. So 12 points. Anyway, thanks again for listening to another edition of the Spitballing Fod Pod. Thanks, thanks to the Charmer for joining us for two and a half hours. It was a big one this week. And uh, we'll be back next week where we'll be picking our teams for the season. You can either go well like Connor did with the Rams. It could go horribly like Connor did with the Sacramento Kings. So it could be either way. Um, and yeah, we'll be back. Maybe we'll do something for deadline day. I'll just check out www.spitballingpod.com for additional content. Thank you.